0: Alright, and that is it for episode 150. Uh, thanks for listening, and we will see you guys next week. Bye! Late! Whew. Alright, guys. Good show. It's a lot of fun. I can't believe we've hit 150 already. Yeah, I mean, well, I guess it's been like three years.
1: Uh, that, I mean, that's usually if we do one, one a week, that's how it happens. But, uh. Makes sense. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta get to bed. It's late. It's late here on the East Coast. I'm gonna go watch Jeopardy or something.
0: Whatever. <laughs> Sounds awesome. Alright, thanks, guys. Talk to you later. Later. Late.
2: Uh, Scott, yeah, Zach? why am I still here? Also, I can't move or stop recording. Hey, Neil, how about you? Uh,
1: I I'm, I'm still here too, and I I can't. I can only see blackness.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's the same with me actually. What the What the hell's happening, Lauren? Lauren. All right, all right. Let's stay calm. At least we can still communicate.
2: This is like that book where everyone went blind!
1: And paralyzed! But then how are we still speaking?
0: Welcome to this segment of Connectivity. I am Scott Thompson. Today I am with Zach Miller. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> That's good. And Mike Glenns. <laughs>
3: You're
0: going to hear a lot of that. And uh, if you couldn't guess, we are back to uh, talk about our favorite Mega Man tracks. Um, at the end of the last music segment, we sent out a call for all of you fine listeners to send in your favorite Mega Man tracks from, uh, I guess, any point in the series, really. Um although no one did anything crazy like the uh, the G B A games or anything. Well I did like that. put I
3: I will say I did put the kibosh on one person who um, submitted a track from Mega Man X four because that shit ain't Chiptune. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but he, he submitted so. another he... track too, so we're just gonna use that one instead.
0: Exactly. So so we're fine. Um but yeah, so we've got a lot of representation here from the NES and the S N E S games. Um we've mixed in our own picks with the listener picks as well, so we've got five or six here to go. Um, so yeah, we'll just go through these and, uh, talk about, you know, just how badass they are. Um, so let's just get this right out of the way. Like we said last time, don't submit the Wiley stage music for Mega Man 2, because we all know it's badass, and it's, it's easily, like, the, the best Mega Man track. I, I feel like you can't argue that. No. Like, these submissions are, like, second favorite after There might the be some music. Mega Man
3: X tracks that are better, but as far as the NES games are concerned, I'm... Pretty sure Mega Man Two Wily is like the absolute. As far as panel. NES music generally, I, there's there's very few NES songs in general that I think are better than this.
0: Yeah. Um. So yeah. So this is awesome. So well, let's just get out of the way. We're gonna go ahead and play it. This is the uh, Wily stage music from Mega Man Two. And that is why I music, music. Just the best.
4: Music it's ever so good. That
2: it. it, it That driving beat. Yeah, and it ends with I, like the best
0: boss fight in Mega Man history. It's true. It is very good. Yeah, but like you said, Mike, it is. It's like you just. It just empowers you, and yeah, it's just this constant like unrelenting, uh, like beat, and yeah, it's so good. I just want to play like. I, I, that's all I want to listen to when I play Smash Brothers when it comes out. Like I just want to be able to like select music and just have that play. Yeah,
3: match. yeah, it's really good. Um, it's really good workout music. Uh, oh yeah, for sure. it's bike just riding like music. it's just constant. Like it, it doesn't let up ever. It's just really high energy. It's got the driving, uh, the driving drums, and it's just it's so fucking
0: good. Yeah, that's <laughs> really so good. I mean, it's telling that in, like, the Smash Bros. clip where they reveal Mega Man, that that's, like, the track that yeah. plays. With all of Mega Man yeah. music, that that's what they picked. That's
3: the one they picked, and it's quite obvious. And when you, the Mega Man level they picked is, you know, it's Wily's Castle from Mega yep. Man 2. The yep. Yellow Devil's there. That's Mega Man 2, right? Or is That's that Mega, Mega Man, Man 1. But the music that plays on that level, again, it's Wily's music from Mega Man 2. Yeah. Right?
0: <laughs> they weren't fucking around, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, Smash Bros. is pretty well known for having, like, awesome arrangements of classic music. Um, so yeah. I wonder if they'll do that, like, if it won't be all in, I wonder if they'll do, like, a full, like, orchestra behind it. I think it they will, and
3: they're usually, you're usually good about doing at least two songs for every stage. Yes. Yeah. So I'm yeah. hoping we get another really good Mega Man track to, uh, to be one of the others, um,
0: yeah. songs for that stage. For sure. All right, Mike, so we are on to your picks, so why don't you go ahead so, and, uh, tell uh, us what it is. So, I
3: finally beat Mega Man X3, like, two days ago. Um, nice. it's very hard, it's very hard to obtain, or was very hard to obtain this game legally. Um, because it was notoriously difficult to emulate because it's got like one of those extra chips in it. Cause it's a really, really late, late era SNES game.
0: Yeah. Oh, sure. Um,
3: so it's really, it's difficult to emulate well. And then on top of that, um, it was just not a lot of copies were produced cause it was so late in the SNES's lifespan. Um, so it's really hard to get a hold of it, like it would go for decent amounts of money, but now it's on virtual console. What, what? So I finally and so it's also like really fucking hard. <laughs> it's I yeah, think it's it easily is. the hardest of the Mega Man X games that are on the Super Nintendo. Um, there's this I was there's this one part in uh in one of the final stages where you have to climb up this series of collapsing walls and you've got like basically no time and if you screw up like even by a millisecond, you're dead. Yeah. I died like fifty, maybe not fifty, but probably close to twenty times trying to get up it, and without For save states. Save states come in very without handy. save states, I don't think I could have beaten this game. Some of the bosses, though, ironically, are like absolute wimps. Um, like, oh yeah, people. they're
2: cakewalks.
3: <laughs> yeah, some of them, like if you have the right weapon, they are. You can. They will literally never even get a chance to even start an attack. You can just destroy them completely.
2: And like uh, a lot of them will get caught in an animation cycle. Like you hit them and yeah. then they do the same thing. And you hit them again and they yeah, do the same really
3: thing. Yeah, it's really easy. Um, but some of the stages are like crushingly difficult. Um, so this is, I picked Gravity Beetle because I really like the Gravity Beetle music in this, uh, in this game. I used to um, play Tetranet a lot in college, which is like online Tetris that they had set up on computers. It was just like people would pop up servers and you'd play Tetris against people. And you could put whatever music you wanted in um to the program to play as the background music and i picked gravity beetle uh, huh. just because i really like this song and it, it it kept me amped up to play uh to play tetranet there so i go. really i just really like this song. i really like it it kicks it comes in real hard with the guitars and it's just really 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 good
0: yeah nice all right well let's uh let's go ahead and uh, take a listen to it then track is uh is pretty badass i'm surprised um so re- you had played mega man x3 you just never beaten it? i'd
3: played it on emulators before i just never beaten it um and because also because i could never like back when i was trying to play it, it was like in college and the emulators weren't perfect for it i'm sure they're probably great now because it's like 15 years later but, right. uh, they're they weren't as great um but now it's you know it's on virtual console and it's it's fantastic
0: yeah, the SNES emulators really were, were kind of iffy back then. Like I remember trying to play I think Donkey Kong Country 3 maybe. See, that's and, another
3: late era SNES game. Yeah, yeah, right, and like it,
0: it couldn't it couldn't load like some of the like layers like there were like like waterfall layers or something like over like the levels and it just wouldn't like display right. Oh, okay. it, it just kind of messed up. So, yeah, so All right. So let's move on then uh from Mega Man X3 to just Mega Man 3. Ah, uh, this one comes from um, Jeremy Howley, and uh, he's the one who also submitted a track for Mega Man X Four that we will not speak of. Um, <laughs> it was, uh, here's what here's what he said for Mega Man Three. He picked the Magnet Man theme. He said, "I mostly like it because it's so upbeat and positive sounding, and the melody is pretty ca- is uh pretty catchy earworm. Plus, it sounds great even as a piano arrangement." And he did include a, a piano version, so maybe we'll we'll start with the. Uh, Normal 8-bit theme, and then maybe we'll fade in the piano theme just so people can get a feel for it. Since he did supply both, he went through the trouble of doing two YouTube searches, which is so difficult. So we'll go ahead and do that. So let's go ahead and and take a listen to the Magnet Man theme.
2: a super upbeat track. That's a good way to describe it. It
5: almost
0: doesn't sound like it belongs in a Mega Man
3: game I me. was just going to say, yeah. it,
0: feel, it does kind of feel out of place.
3: It reminds me of some of the music in um, Disney's Magical Quest Adventures in the Magic Kingdom oh, for the SNES. Oh, jeez. Um, it also reminds me a bit back. of Ch- Chippendale's <laughs> Rescue Rangers NES game. Oh, there you go, yeah. Um, different composer, though. I looked it up. Different composer. Um, but it, it reminded me a lot of those it's just really like I guess because it's that got that really positive kind of like happy sound. It doesn't sound actiony almost at all. It kind of like That's flies true. in the face of most other Mega Man tracks. Most of them are like kind of characterized by like really driving rhythms and and like like uh like fast drum beats and and that kind of stuff. And this is yeah like the total opposite.
2: Especially this in this game, like, I'm like you in. you've got uh, Shadow Man's stage especially is or is like in a minor key and. You know, it's a real. It really stands out, especially compared to the rest of Mega Man Three tracks.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, so all right, let's move on to our next one then. Uh, this comes from Free Free Star, and uh, we go back to the SNES. Uh, This is from Mega Man X Two, and it is the Counter Hunter Stage One. That's basically like Sigma Stage One. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. I would
3: call it Sigma Stage One. yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, and like we were talking about a little bit before we started recording and we'll listen to it in just a second. Um, but you guys kind of were quick to point out that you didn't even think it was really the best Sigma stage compared to, uh, like the original Mega Man X.
2: Yeah. The original, I think the original Sigma stage music, the first it's, it's only, I think in the first Sigma stage, uh, in the first Mega Man X, it's like, to me, that's like the Mega Man X version of the Mega Man 2 Wily theme.
3: Mm. It's yeah, really I that track being quite good.
2: Yeah, it's it's really I don't know, uh, epic. In in mm-hmm. in it just sounds great. Maybe we'll put that at the end or something.
0: Oh yeah, because you're editing the podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> it was thrown eight more tracks. No, I maybe I will just for reference. Uh, well, here here's what we'll do. We'll start with the um, the Mega Man uh, Mega Man X two one, and then we'll, I'll I'll slip in a little bit of the Mega Man X one just so people can get a get an idea of what you're saying. So let's go and listen then to. Uh, the Sigma stage music from Eggman X2. Yeah, so there you go. That was uh, the same stage music from Mega Man X two and a little bit from X one. And I do like it from X two, but yeah, like Zach said, um, it's just really short. Like after you get to thirty seconds, it does kind of just loop around. Yeah, again. it's a, it's short
3: but sweet. I guess I, I want to kind of take back what I said because I do think it's a really good, a <laughs> uh, really good track. It's I like the guitars on it a lot. I like that boop
6: boop, boop kind of noise. <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> yeah. uh,
3: but uh, but yeah, it is like criminally short. Like why is it? Yeah. Why is it? This, this is the Super Nintendo. Why are these songs shorter than the NES ones? Right.
0: <laughs> Yeah, that's like the only unfortunate thing, but I do think it's kind of a. It kind of starts off really well. Like, it's a pretty kick-ass song, I'd say. But yeah, I, you maybe you don't notice the looping so much while you're at, when you're like actually playing the stage. Maybe there's so much going on that you don't really mind it. That could be. Um, yeah, I'd have to like. You're looking it for that. Uh, to looking for that dragon punch capsule. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you're not worried about no, the song looping. Not listening to music. <laughs> <Are you looking>? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, now we jump back to the NES. This one comes from Retro Decades. Uh, and back to Mega Man Three. This is the Snake Man theme. Yeah. Um, this is a good one. This is like another, I think, classic kind of Mega yeah. Man track. Yeah.
3: Snake Man, such a cool, cool design for him too.
2: Oh, I think he looks
0: so dumb. He looks like a huh? guy in a Halloween costume. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like it. <laughs> All right. Well, real quick before we talk more about it, let's take a listen then to uh the Snake Man theme.
2: In college, I used to get a lot of uh, NES remixes off of Overclocked.
7: Yep. Yes. I don't do it
2: so much anymore, but this was one of my favorites. There was such a kick-ass Snake Man remix on there.
3: I really like. Um, we were talking about Scott and I were talking about it earlier. Uh, the Airman, our Mega Man Two Airman Windshear remix is super good.
2: Ooh. All right.
0: Well, I, forget I forgot who did it, but
3: check it out. I still listen to it to this day, and I'm like, that's like a decade later.
0: Nice. <laughs> I just want to say, there was a picture of Snake Man on this YouTube clip, and I think he looks pretty badass. I love that his, like, <laughs> ponytail, basically, is, like, the end of the snake. The snake, yeah. Um, yeah. I think this track
2: is pretty
3: good. I always thought of I it like, as,
0: like, a fake snake that he put his head through, like, a costume.
3: It yeah. does
0: look like that. It could look like that, too, yeah. Like the, I mean, because his head is, like, in the snake's mouth and, and he shoots but. sperm, for God's sake.
4: <laughs> They're
0: snakes. They're yeah, little snakes, sure. man. <laughs>
3: but, yeah, this track is, it's it's good. Again, it, it kind of... Reminds me of Magnet Man, where like doesn't it doesn't quite feel like it belongs in a Mega Man game. It's it's not quite as driving, and I think that's just something that's across the Mega Man Three soundtrack in general. It's a little
2: like uh, yeah, there's little, some odd ducks, a little in less I intense.
3: Definitely. Yeah, that's, that's a bad thing. I but this is like, like fast paced
0: and it really keeps you going. Yeah. I, I like it.
3: Well, it changes itself up a lot.
0: Yeah, this one feels more Mega Man than uh, yeah than the Magnet Man. Definitely. That's for Definitely. Sure.
3: Yeah, I like how it changes itself up. It's you know it, it does one thing for about 15 or so seconds, and then it switches and it's doing something else, and then it does that like three or four times. I like yeah. that a lot about this song, right. this track.
0: Um, all right, so, Zach, we're on to your pick. Why don't you go ahead hey. and tell us
3: a little bit about, about it?
0: Well, it's Top Man. It's another uh, Mega Man 3 track. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> Mega Man 3 got a lot of love.
0: Yeah, it yeah. really did.
2: Um, I really like this track because it is upbeat, and it's kind of like the other ones, but it's also got... Uh, like Snake Man, it changes up quite a bit, and uh, I think the music, for whatever reason, I think the music matches the kind of the tone, the color palette of the stage, if you will. not all that orange? Yeah, all that orange and blue, and it's very bright. And, uh, yeah, I just, I really like this track, and this is another one I had a really kick-ass remix for.
0: <laughs> all right, well, yeah, let's go ahead and take a listen, then, to the Top Man theme.
3: Yeah, I like the intro on it a
2: lot. Yeah, I just—I don't know why. I just really like that intro. I like it. These you fight robot cats who shoot robot hairballs at you. <laughs> that's right. Oh, and, I forgot about that. And robot fleas jump off 3. their backs.
3: Yeah, I haven't played Mega Man Three in a long time.
2: I think I honestly think like overall, Mega Man Three has a better soundtrack than two. Certainly more memorable. Mm, I don't know. Uh, yeah.
3: That's kind of sacrilege. All right, all right. <laughs> I think Mega Man Two is better, um, but I don't know. I, I, I have that is also kind of the bandwagon pick Is Mega Man Two. It's also like the bandwagon pick for best Mega Man game too. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's
2: usually between those two games, isn't it? Two and three, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're both
3: really super great. So. Oh, they are.
2: Yeah. Well, I, I just guess... like
3: that the composer for most of the Mega Man Three tracks. Uh, the, the nickname for the composer is Bun Bun.
2: Huh.
3: <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, it's on the uh, it's on the notes for this YouTube video. <laughs>
0: oh, nice. <laughs> well, I guess to, Yasukai um... Bun Bun Fujita. Nice. <laughs> so uh, I guess to put Zach's uh, bold claim here to test. Mm. Um, now we'll come to my pick, which comes from Mega Man 2, uh, and it is the theme from Flashman stage. Um, I just think this is like one of the one of the best tracks. I mean, you already have the the stage music, of course, but I think this is probably the, the second best track for Mega this Man. This one's really good. Yeah. Um. I love, again, how upbeat it is, but then it kind of has this breakdown, like, in the middle, um, where it sort of slows down, and, like, the, you kind of get that, like, the equivalent, uh, the 8-bit equivalent of sort of, like, a bass drum kick, (laughs) um, and it's really, like, it's really prominent in this, and it kind of, it kind of slows down, and almost goes, like, offbeat a little bit, it kind of has a cool tempo in the middle, um, a cool rhythm, and, yeah, I just, I just really enjoy it, so, uh, let's take a listen to it real quick, this is the theme from the Flashman stage in Mega Man 2. Is. I love that one. It, speaking of OC remix, there's a really good remix of that one too.
2: There's really good OC remixes of
3: like everything. I'm gonna have to
0: track. go to OC
2: o, OC remix one of these days and just download a ton. Yeah, there's yeah. a good the, the moon theme for... there too that you've used, Mike.
3: Oh yeah, I have used that one. I forget what it's called. But that, by oh, the way, we the... were talking about earlier about how um, Wiley Mega Man 2 Wiley is like a contender for the best NES. Song, oh, the moon is definitely I don't think it'll it. It, it can't top Ducktales
0: Moon. That no. is the moon absolute is amazing. king. Yeah. Yeah, that one is, like, number one for sure. I have to play Um,
2: DuckTales Remastered with the 8-bit music on just so I can hear that version. Yep. Yeah, it's so good. So good.
0: All right, well, that does it then for our favorite Mega Man tracks. Um, So we talked a little bit uh, before we started recording about what we would do for next time um, and how often we would do these because these music segments seem to be going well. People seem to enjoy them. Um, So I think in the very least we'll do one every month, maybe, 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 like every other week. Uh, just depending what's going on with the show and, and, you know, we don't want to burn out. That's for sure. Ooh, yeah, so. we don't
3: want to make the show over long or anything.
0: But. Exactly. Yeah. Or like in like a month and a half run out of ideas that we want to do or something. So, um, we'll, we'll <laughs> see when we're coming back. Mortal Kombat music. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> um, but in the meantime, until we come back, uh, we've got our topic picked out for next time and that is going to be favorite water level themes. Um, so that could be levels that are entirely underwater, or even levels that just are primarily based around water. You know, that's fine. But favorite uh, theme from a water level uh, mm-hmm. from any game? Can I so, make a
2: prediction? Go ahead. I bet we get a lot of entries for the Super Mario 64 underwater theme.
4: Uh, that is a good, a good one. one, or
0: even just a classic, like you know, Mario mm-hmm. underwater theme. Oh yeah. Um, probably don't pick that one. That one's a little <laughs> obvious. <laughs> um, that we same like we as want the, the deep
3: cuts. Team. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Same as like the Wiley stage music. Like, you know, don't don't send us the classic, you know, uh, Mario underwater music, whatever the first underwater stage is, isn't it two something? Or is it four something? I forget when the water first comes in, but oh, yeah, yeah, don't one, don't three. send that. Um but anything else is is fair game, so go ahead. And it doesn't necessarily have to be chiptune, we'll try to rein Mike in. If if you yeah, send us something from a modern game <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll let it slide. <laughs> but I understand Mike's point. Mega Man is chiptune. That, that's that's Mega Man to me. So. Mega Man um,
3: is like probably the reason I absolutely love chiptune. Like yeah. I think yeah, those yeah. games really, when I was young, like stuck it in my brain. Like, video games have good music. Yeah. Uh, for sure.
0: All right. Well, there you go. So, yeah. We'll be back in a couple weeks. Send us uh, your favorite underwater or water tracks to connectivity and com, And uh, we'll play them on the show next time. So, uh, Mike, Zach, thanks for being here. And we'll talk to you guys later. Of course. Bye-bye. But... Bye.
7: You've been doing that for hours, what's wrong? Shhh! Don't shh me, I've been patient enough. Oh right, I've been trying to track the source of this strange audio wave that has hit Earth. Audio wave? Really? Yes, really. I'm worried it is not what it seems. Not what it seems? Are you worried some alien disco track will invade the planet? One, (laughs) that'd be cool, right? And two, no, you see? Ah, come down, come down! Okay, I got a lock, got a lock, finally got a lock. Alright, let's try and patch into its destination, shall we? Are we landing? The TARDIS is trying to. I... Quick, flip those three stitches and honk the horn. Did we land? Maybe. I don't know. Give me a tiny bit of time, light. Why don't we just open the door? No, wait a second! Doctor, it's pitch black out there! Shut the door! We aren't in a physical dimension. We have landed inside the audio wave. Whatever is controlling it is out there. What's that sound? Who's out there? There's someone out there! Why did you do that? He probably needs help! We can't take any chances. That voice, it is a person's mind captured into the audio wave. If we listen, could infect us, make us lose control of our bodies too. That voice out there is someone that has been captured by these, these creatures.
1: Hey, and welcome to a fun, fantastic, 150th episode spectacular, where we're going to talk about all of your listener mail. Wait, wait, and wait.
2: This isn't what? about, this is not about the happening? I'm sorry.
1: and neither Neither is it about, uh... Theater Rhythm, Final Fantasy Curtain Call, oh. which is fucking rad, or or Super Smash Brothers on 3DS, which I will be downloading in uh, time check, approximately fourteen hours. So suck a
2: dick. <laughs> <laughs> all the dicks. Um,
1: yeah, it's not going to be about any of that. We uh, we got people to write in let's, questions to us, and we're going to answer characters. them. Um, I mean, yeah, we we can talk about that if we want, but maybe we'll we'll save that to the end in case yeah, yeah, people yeah. still want to be pure. I know there are still people that foolishly think that they're not going to know what all the characters are going to a Smash Brothers game. Which you know what? Fuck it. Let's just talk about that right now. Not, <laughs> not, the, not the specific figure, not not the specific characters, because I will. You know, I'm once I, once I actually yeah. Once I'm actually playing the Japanese version, like stop following me on Twitter if you don't want to know what the characters are, because I'll probably <laughs> post a bunch of pictures. Um, but, like, I've been, try- I've tried to be a little respectful about it up until then. Um, and I know, Alex, you're very passionate about... Uh, Purity! How, like, Nintendo's <laughs> ruining everything by revealing all these characters. And kind of my point to that is, it's not even, like, I mean... Personally, for me, like, it doesn't really bother me that much. I'm more excited about playing the characters and seeing what they all do. Like, I haven't been watching all of the 3DS Japanese Smash Brothers streams. I'm more uh, like,
2: I, we're all going to know the next day anyway, so.
1: Yeah. Um, but my thing is, is that I think for every single Smash Brothers game, like, I've known exactly what I'm getting when I get into it. Maybe I don't know, like, when I'm going to get said character, but, like, you know, I knew. I knew that Wolf was an unlockable character. I knew that Rob was there. I knew that there was Mr. Game and Watch in Melee. None of that was really a surprise. Guess what, guys? Jigglypuff
2: is unlockable. Yeah. I know. I just ruined that for some people. But it's not
1: like he's been unlockable in every other game. Yeah, the original 12, as far as I'm concerned, will always be safe. Although I did have that moment where I'm like, maybe they're getting (laughs) Ness. Yeah. That was more because all the EarthBand fans out there are crying.
5: And like, no, it's, he's not going to be in it. If only it was just Smash Brothers. If only it yeah. wasn't Smash okay. Brothers, Sorry. Mario Kart, Pokemon X, Pokemon Black 2 and White 2, Super Mario 3D World. I can keep going. Yeah, see, my thing with this is, uh, okay, I think we can all agree that the
1: Super Mario 3D World thing at the end of Death Direct last year was just kind of a dick move. I agree. Um... I would I would hope that the company has learned from that. Uh, maybe they haven't. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> I mean, looking at like the Hyrule Warriors one, um, I'm I'm also playing Hyrule Warriors right now. Uh, we'll have a review up on the website on September 17th for anyone who wants to read all about that. Um, Just let me know, Neil.
2: Are there other unlockable characters besides who they've talked about?
1: I, there's one, maybe two, oh, that
2: bullshit. they didn't
1: reveal. And, and like, I don't know, because, you know, when, with a game like Hyrule Warriors, kind of part of what you're selling is, like, look at all this awesome Zelda fan service. So if you're not like, hey, look, Ganondorf's in the game, like, that, that, that I think is a tactic to make people more interested in a game that they might not be as interested in. I think, like, the Mario Kart 8 hidden characters, like, you don't need to reveal all that because it's already Mario Kart 8. Like, you don't need to be, like, here in this April Direct, oh, all the Koopalings are in it. Like, just have that be a surprise.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was a With, Hy- been with nice.
1: Hyrule Warriors, I understand it a little bit more because, like, to be completely honest, I think every time I heard about a new character, I got more excited for that game.
5: Yeah. But yeah. No grues. No grues. Yeah, you know. I'm what? okay uh, with that.
1: I'm ready to talk about this shit. There is no fucking tangle in this game. They, I'm, they I'm fucked okay up. with that, too.
5: But there's the bug girl. There's yeah. the bug girl. They've
1: got Agatha. But they don't have Tingle. Like, I still don't like know how you do Tingle, okay. but, like, what the fuck? Um, but yeah, so, we know all the characters in Smash Brothers. There's yep. no Ice Climbers. Justin Berube's on Suicide Watch.
2: I'm really not surprised by any of the characters, except, like, two. The one!
1: The, yeah.
5: yeah, the one or the two.
1: We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that at the end. Uh Yeah. I mean, this is probably going to be a beast of a segment. But <laughs> we'll save some time to talk a little bit about those characters. Um, but let's get to the listener mail. And the way we're gonna do this, um, I guess uh, we'll do a random number generator at the end of the segment. And uh, yeah, and then we'll. we'll I'm giving out a code for Tesla. Red. Hey. And I need to check my email more. I had some internet trouble before this, so a lot of a little of my planning got a uh, got a little messed up. But I might have some GBA Virtual Console download codes to give away. I need to, I need to check my email. I think there's some sitting in there. Um, so we'll, we'll be giving that away. If you wrote in, um, you've got pretty good chances. I think we've got maybe the most ten emails. So nice. uh, I'll kick off with the first one. Uh, Mr. Salazia says, With the Super Smash Bros. character eShop sale hitting week two, I must confess that I've never really played a Mega Man game. The sale includes Mega Man 1 and 2, and Mega Man X and X2. Are any of these a good jump off point to enter the series? Zach, you already replied to this dude in email, but because just say what you say. he
2: needs to get two of these games right away. Yeah.
1: You've got I mean, this sale is started today, September eleventh, and mm-hmm. it ends on September eighteenth. So
2: get um, Mega Man two right now and get yeah, Mega, Mega Man X. Right Mega Man now. two
1: Mega Man two is one of my comfort games that if I'm feeling like I think there was a PAX East that I was really exhausted. It was the first one I went to and i was just really tired and i just went to the retro room and like played through half of mega man 2 and i just felt rested and better
2: you as you should mega man yes. 1 is garbage uh you should really only get mega man x2 if you really like x1 i'm not saying x2 is bad but if you've had enough mega man x from the first game you're not going to love the
1: second one i might i might actually get x2 with it being on a discount like i've yeah. i've only played x i'm not crazy about the x games but i've only ever played the original x2 doesn't I don't love X2. Yeah. But the original is like
2: the Mario 64 bar. You know, it's so yeah. good
1: that all the sequels I, feel like eh. <laughs> I don't really agree. It's not that it's not that I disliked, I don't know. Like it took me a while to even click with the original Mega Man games. Like hmm. Mega Man 9 was how I got into old Mega Man games. Oh, that's right. And they never You're they weird never really way. Yeah, they never really gelled for me. I think what it was is that the only one that I had access, well, the only two Mega Man games I had access to as a child, was a copy of Mega Man Three that broke after the first time I played it. Nice. Um, and my friend had Mega Man Six, and I had Mega oh. Man One on Game Boy.
2: All right, you did. You got kind of shafted yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. Like Mega I played a lot of Mega Man One
1: on Game Boy because I owned it. Um, and I it's played so played a little so bit deep. of Mega Man Six with a friend of mine. Um, but. I never I never really had access to any of those and then I, I played two. Uh, I think around the Mega Man anniversary collection, I borrowed a friend's copy. And yeah. then I played Mega Man nine and I played it with some friends that were super into Mega Man when I was in college. And then I got deep into the series. And nice. uh, two and three I think are the pinnacle of that series. And I think uh, nine I agree. and 10 are fantastic as well. Five is actually shockingly good. It's yeah, te- I've been technically I, really good. I, I kind of intend to play through all those old ones. I got through one through four. Um, back when they were on 3ds. Yeah, uh, I had some of the. I still had some of them on Wii and Wii U because I I bought one through four on Wii, um, and then I bought some of them on 3ds as well. But yeah. I, I intend to go and play five and six. Six. But, is yeah, two two is definitely a good jump off point. Um, and I think X would be the other one. Like they're they're similar but different those series.
5: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, thanks for writing in, uh, Alex. Do you want to take the next letter? Oh, okay. Sendalo says, I recently saw a report that Nintendo will be showing three of Miyamoto-produced short films based on Pikmin at the Tokyo Film Festival. Citation, and then he posts a link. Do you think this is an experiment for Nintendo to expand its business and franchises into other areas, simply an effort to increase awareness or advertising for current Wii U games or franchises other than Mario or Zelda, or just a quickly quirky Miyamoto side project. If this is popular, do you think it will be the beginning of a trend? Could you see Nintendo attempting to branch out and trying this with other IPs? If so, what other Nintendo franchise would you like to see produced as a television or film? I, for one, can't wait to view these with my family. My kids absolutely adore Pikmin. They should make a Splatoon cartoon show. They should remake
2: Captain N. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) Have you ever
1: seen Captain
2: Maybe N Maybe I'm aging myself as, yeah. as a
1: dumb motherfucker who like bought that complete series on DVD. Hell yeah! Ago, um, Captain N is a horrible show. You immediately regretted it. I uh, I got really drunk and and watched a lot of Captain N when I got it on DVD.
2: The uh, Super Mario Next Brothers I... Three show was also awful.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, but I don't know. There's a certain charm to those that I I think. Well, I guess there's a certain charm to Captain N too. Yeah. Um, out of those three, uh, like the Super <laughs> Mario Brothers show, the Zelda cartoon, and Captain N, which one do you think is the worst? Oh God, uh, Zelda. Probably Zelda. I think Zelda is. Although I think Zelda might be the most quotable. Yeah. Zelda didn't
5: understand Zelda. <laughs> I I do love how in Zelda, basically, basically
1: Link's just after pussy throughout all of <laughs> all of that cartoon. Like that is his only goal. It's... He don't he don't give a shit about saving the day. He just he just wants to you know get in between those legs. Wants to. Po- <laughs> he wants this to put a is, link in. This is in not. This is not a family <laughs> episode. <laughs> ah, this is not a family episode. I apologize to any children listening. I'm drinking beer. Hey baby, want to see anymore. my master sword? Yeah, but like that's what it is. And there's like a fairy who's clearly into Link throughout that entire show. Yeah, that's unresolved. It's basically like a uh, uh, Hook, the the Spielberg yeah. movie. Yeah, I can Except see that. Except for worse. You
5: know they Tinkerbell. did an Animal Crossing movie.
1: Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. And we're, uh, we're all forgetting the Kirby cartoon that was on for, like, forever. The the voice acting in that Kirby cartoon just kind of haunts my memories. Yeah. I don't think I ever watched it, but I just remember, like, there was, like, some really, really, like, rah, like, that kind <laughs> of voice acting. Like, I think DDD just sounded like... He sounds like a gangster or something. Yeah. He sounded like a man who, like, was speaking through one of those, like, the throat things that people who smoke cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Me and me Scott zero. did a rift track on that a while back. That was oh,
1: yeah. that was a sad show. But you guys are gonna be doing a rift track on Captain N. Right? Oh hell yeah. That's uh that's not for one fifty, but that's gonna be soon, I think. Yeah, it is. Um Maybe so anyway, fun. about about this about this question. <laughs> um I I think you need to look at how Miyamoto it says Miyamoto produces these things, but Miyamoto also is like listed as a producer in every Nintendo game.
2: He comes in the room and says, "Show me what you got." Yeah, oh, this is okay. All right, bye.
1: So, so I think I think having his name on these short films does not like guarantee like, oh, Miyamoto was like with the director being like, you should do this joke.
7: Yeah, um,
1: I don't think that's the case, but no. I think it is. It is them branching out with partnerships. I mean, yeah. they kind of talked about this how they're going to use their their licenses in different ways. You can see that um, even with all the the Jack specific figures. That are currently in like Targets and Toys R Us's. Those are
2: actually kind of sexy.
1: Yeah, well they they're they're cheaply made, but they, they look are nice. Yep. Like I I got the link and his arm just like broke off when I moved it slightly, <laughs> but I could put it back in.
2: Okay. I uh, I recently I was at Barnes and Noble. I didn't know Barnes and Noble sold toys now, but they do. Uh, they oh have the to uh, make money somehow. They had that that cool Mario figurine that that's very mobile and it has a little diorama with uh, a coin and a Goomba and. A pipe. Oh, yeah. Is, uh, wait, no, uh, that's not the... Uh... SH Figure Arts is what it's called.
1: Oh, uh, okay.
2: And there's a Luigi, too, but they didn't have that. But I almost bought it, but it was like $25, and I thought, yeah.
1: maybe not so much. Yeah, like, I got, like, the... Uh, I mean, they're, like, a little shorter than normal action figures. I have the Mario, the Yoshi, and the Link from those Jack-specific figures. Yeah. Um, I think they were, like, 9 bucks each. They had, like, bigger ones of Donkey Kong and Bowser. Yeah, I know what you talking about. I think they're like fifteen. I don't think those they look as Target. nice, and they have small ones, and they have a Waluigi one. That I when a, I see it, I, I will a, buy it. I have a Ghost Mario from Target that was on uh, clearance. I, rem- I remember those, but yeah, uh, I, I, I mean, I'd like to see more like Nintendo cartoons. I really like the Kid Icarus stuff.
5: Yeah, they could do a Kid I, Icarus
1: cartoon pretty easily.
5: I don't yeah. think that would have legs. No, I, 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 I mean, not the, just to be
2: fair. But, like, to be quality. fair, the game
1: really didn't have legs. <laughs>
5: It, it was it was a little too long even in the game format. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I time.
1: mean essentially essentially Icarus Uprising is just like a season of an anime. Like that's <laughs> that's what that true. Game is, Or maybe like an entire anime series all into one. Yeah,
5: one of those weird twenty-five episode
1: yeah. ones. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's the bebop of uh of Nintendo. Like you could probably animes. break it
1: down and like follow a similar format as like the the plot structure of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs>
5: Hmm. I'm just trying to think, like, <laughs> what haven't they done yet? Because I know, like, the the most obvious one is uh, Metroid. Damn it! Well, Metroid and
2: Lone. imagine if
1: they did like a Metroid cartoon, like that Tron uprising show.
2: That could first of all, Tron Uprising's art direction is yeah, fucking terrible. Yeah, okay.
1: Maybe more in tone, not in art style. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I yeah. like. I I thought the show was cool, but I couldn't get past the art style. Yeah. I mean, a Star Fox one would be a no-brainer, but I think they're just going to do that in the game.
5: Yeah, it'll be like
2: Kid Icarus with Star Fox.
5: And then, like, it's so weird to think of all the stuff they've actually tried before. Like, even though, like, the F-Zero was as tame as Kirby when that came out on, I think, Fox here. Like, what a weird fucking idea it is to actually put out a modern F-Zero cartoon for kids.
1: Dude, F Zero could work with all those characters. Dude, that's why F Zero like doesn't. There hasn't been an F Zero game because that cartoon bombed hard. Oh, was there a cartoon? Yeah. yeah. No, there actually was. Oh wow. Um, I don't think it lasted. Like it, it bombed hard.
2: Huh. I wonder why. And
1: and that was uh, F Zero GP Legend on the Game Boy Advance was the last F Zero game ever released. I think it came out ten years ago.
2: Yeah, I think you're right.
1: Um, that's not a good game either. <laughs>
2: Well, isn't I got it, just it, like I, got it I got F-Zero it, game on GBA?
1: I got F-Zero GP Legend brand new in box at a flea market like two years ago. <laughs> nice. Um, which I think is, is a testament to how not sought after that game is, because it's not very good. Ne- neither is the original on Game Boy Advance. Yeah. Um, I think the Super Nintendo game for F-Zero is kind of fun. I think yeah. X and GX are, are both masterpieces. Much better games, yeah. yeah. GX is Death phenomenal. Race, dude, Death Race is... Or, no, no, not the X Cup. Death Race yeah. is also cool. But the X Cup is incredible. Everything
2: about the uh, N64 one is good.
1: Yeah. The bug rock right. soundtrack. Yeah, any, any other thoughts on that? No. All right, Zach, do you have the next question?
2: I guess I do. Uh, Regan writes My question is for your mailbox segment. Uh, is this? What is your favorite Nintendo or connectivity moment of the past 150 episodes? And what is one thing each of you hope to personally accomplish 150 episodes from now? God. So 150 episodes from now, that would be... I hope to still be alive.
1: (laughs) That's depressing. (laughs) Um, I hope you make it to 300. That'll be three years from now, roughly. That's scary to think, but yeah, you're right. I will almost be 30, so that's weird. That is weird. Um, I'll be 15. <laughs> um, as, I mean, I guess I'm more, I'm more hung up on this future thing. I mean, if we, if we really put it into words, uh, it has been, it has been five years since NWR newscast started. Uh, that was yeah, August, like, 2009. Yeah, I was thinking about that today. Good um, word. that dawned on me. I think I, 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 have that, that app time hop on my phone and there was something that was like, I recorded this podcast. <laughs> edited it too. Um. And I was like, "Oh, it's five years! Holy shit, it's been five years since Newscast started." And news—I uh, mean, technically, if we were to follow the Newscast into connectivity, we are at episode like two twenty-five, something like that. What's sixty-nine plus one hundred yeah, fifty? Yeah. sixty-nine plus one hundred fifty. Um Yeah, we've been we've been recording this a long time, uh, but as far as like the past one hundred fifty episodes, I, I think uh, recording the other thing you're going to be hearing throughout this episode. Really reminded yeah, me how much I loved the most doing fun. the Star Fox one. I went and re-listened to that, and the Star Fox radio drama is one of my favorite things that we've done on this show.
2: That was really good.
1: Uh And also uncovering how much fun doing Jeopardy and who wants to be a Nintendo Air are. Nintendo where are. And yeah, undoubtedly
2: on Connectivity, didn't they?
1: Yeah, yeah. It was like yeah. the second or third episode of Connectivity was when we did Jeopardy. Yeah. And I think it was, I guess it was like a year and a half, and then we did the first live show. And then we did the second one the year after. Nice. Uh, maybe we'll do another one of those. I don't know. But, th- I mean, those... That, that that first time we did Nintendo Wear Live was incredible.
2: Yeah. I wish I had been there. Yeah.
1: I wish you were there, too.
2: I wish they would have let us do the same thing yeah. last year
5: or this well, year. Well, we'll try again. I, I think yeah. they're going to let us in next year. If Nintendo's there, I think I we're going to get a I good mean, shot.
1: I don't think... I uh, don't want to get super into this, because I don't want to be like, Who East didn't let us do our panel? Like, I mean, we're... We did well the year before. Like, I'm not going to get too hung up over it. Um, but I think that what, what didn't help us out that much was the fact that there wasn't a Nintendo presence at that I'm show sure, at all. I'm sure, I'm um, sure. Because there weren't really any Nintendo panels, period. Yeah. Um, there were things that were a lot more geared to what was there, like League of Legends and indie games and stuff like that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it was all MOBAs last year, or this year, wasn't
1: it? That I mean, that was like the tenor of PAX East. It was just like, yeah, MOBAs. Yeah. Cool. Um, anything else from you guys about about the past 150 episodes? I and think beyond? my
2: favorite thing has been the the coming up with games. I, I both Jeopardy and Nintendo Air have worked really really well. Yeah. And uh, we should do those more often. And the yeah. radio dramas were just unbelievably fun. I don't know why we don't do those. I more think there's often.
1: a future where this show just becomes radio dramas and game shows.
2: I agree. I I agree with that.
1: I mean, because we might not have that much to cover if Nintendo goes belly up. Because, <laughs> um, I mean I'm thinking three years, like, is there gonna even be shit to cover yeah, in two thousand seventeen?
2: We'll talk about uh I don't know what we'll talk about in three years, who knows? <laughs> who knows?
5: Hmm. I, I'm I actually did a little bit of archive searching and I just realized that my first episode was episode twenty one, which was way earlier than I thought Eww. it would be. Wow. It was February eleventh, twenty twelve, which was like a month after I came on staff. Yeah, yeah, because you but January? Yep, it was Um, mid-January. That was when
1: you talked about Mario & Sonic, right?
5: That was... Well, that segment never came to be. Don and I ended up recording a 45-minute segment on Mario & Sonic (laughs) London 2012 for 3DS. I remember that. (laughs) Not even the Wii one, just the 3DS version, which was my first review game ever, just for anything ever. Uh, And so there was that. And then my favorite things from Connectivity, probably the first segments I did... With Josh and Danny. Which was actually relatively recent in the last year. Were those but the Pokemon ones? Those were the Pokemon ones. That yeah, those, was,
1: those were awesome.
5: Those were the ones we did where like we actually got into Pokemon. And we weren't speculating the future of the Wii U. Which was probably <laughs> the worst segment I've ever done. Yeah. yeah. And then... um, My favorite thing though. If we're going to count it. The Player One podcast thing last year was pretty cool.
2: On the live oh yeah, show.
4: yeah. I
1: mean, yeah, that was cool.
5: We should, we could, CJ, if
1: you're, CJ, if you're listening, come on the connectivity, talk to us. Hell oh, yeah.
5: Um, hi. Um, hey guys. <laughs> Thanks for recording with me last year. You didn't have to. That was very nice. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: yeah, definitely, definitely the live shows. I also, I've, I've really enjoyed doing the game of the week stuff in like the past two months. Yeah, that is fun. Um, that's, I mean. It kind of gets back to to what I wanted to do when we even started connectivity with the segment based show was to you know focus more on specific things, um, and I think we've accomplished that. Even if even if we ramble,
2: yeah,
5: That's you people like them. It's yeah. we we get a lot of emails that are just that segments are real awesome. Yeah, yeah. Is Zach and I are we're a,
1: we're a dynamic duo, if you will. We are. Um,
2: we're uh, we're the ambiguously gay duo of, yeah, yeah, of yeah. podcasting.
1: I'm not going to argue that one. I mean, we're both married, <laughs> but who knows how long that'll last. I know, right? Our wives <laughs> will die someday. <laughs> All right, I'm going to move on to the next question. It's from uh, our good old friend Tyler Olu. Um hey, Over tight. from uh, stickitinyourpocket.com. He used to write for us, too. He's He's fantastic. I hope I'm not souring the mood, but I would like to know if you have ever not supported a game or studio for personal reasons. For example, I don't support Chair due to their dealings with Orson Scott Card, a known and outspoken homophobe. A problem comes up when I consider my love of the Dragon Quest series, as its music is largely composed by Koichi Sugiyama, a man who spends his time and money on denying Japan's role in atrocities like the Nanking Massacre. Ugh. My support for the brand will label me a hypocrite. So do you ignore, the, ignore games for personal reasons, or do you do your best to separate the product from its creators?
5: I don't give a fuck. I Ugh. I have a weird, maybe semi-depressing if you think about it, survival of the fittest thing going on with my products, where if it's the best product and it is the product that gives me the most enjoyment, as long as you aren't shitting on everything I believe in, and like even if you have like one weird little disgusting quirk, I probably won't care. Like, yeah. I yeah. feel like and Danganronpa might be a perfect example for this, because... Those games got some fucked up shit in them. But that game really does not games. care. Yeah. Alright, so there was the line from Ropa 2. Have you played any of it at all, Neil? A little bit. Not much. Okay, so there is the ultimate Yakuza, Fuyuhiko. Who is the biggest asshole I may have ever seen in the game. To the point where he says a line to someone else who's arguing with him during a trial, a girl. Which is literally, I'm going to send your ass back to the whorehouse. This is a game in 2014, where NIS is putting I'm going to send your ass back to the whorehouse into a game. And my general reaction, even though maybe I should be, I think it's great that they don't care. I, I mean, I think there's, it kind of goes to how I feel about,
1: like, violent games a lot. Um, I've even, I've I've been paid to write about this on, uh, on thelategreat1up.com, um, I kind of came to a conclusion when I was working on that feature for 1UP that realistic violent games bug the shit out of me. And I think that kind of also extends to, like, realistic games that would say something like, I'm going to send your ass back to the whorehouse, that would also bug me. But Rampa, and, you know, like, um, games like Hotline Miami, like, they're offensive and super fucking violent, but they're so abstracted and they are very much a video game. Right. And I can like, to me, it's more like pure enjoyment as it is than, you know, worrying about like, well, you know, this is set in a place that purports to be New York City. Um, like, I don't know, I don't know how I feel about driving a car around Times Square and running people over, and then going out and like shooting a gun at someone in the face and beating them to death with a golf club. Like, I'm not really into that. But if I'm locked in a school. And there's a weird bear that's, like, telling me to kill people so I can get out. Like, then there's some leeway. You can do some offensive things, and I won't really be that bothered.
5: I I guess there is a difference with... Well, Hotline Miami and Danganronpa, I should say, the creators didn't, like, completely straightforward, seriously say, I'm gonna send your ass back to the whorehouse. Yeah. That is a parody of a Yakuza, of a typical Yakuza character. Yeah. And Danganronpa... And Hotline Miami are both super black comedies. So in, it's indeed. It's it's a little tough to put that in the same league as something like Grand Theft Auto. One of my favorite series ever, but it makes total sense that people separate one from the other because the tone is completely different. Yeah, I mean and that that's the thing. Like I'm I'm super happy
1: that you love the shit out of Grand Theft Auto four and five. Um I just, I like, there's, there's a barrier for me to enjoy those games. On paper, they sound fun. Every time I play them, they bug me. Sure. But, yeah, I mean, as far as the Dragon Quest thing, like, actually, Tyler mentioned this on Twitter, and then I looked into it. I had no idea that this dude was, like, nutso. Um, I'm still going to play Dragon Quest games. Because with that, and I guess, you know, I'm, you know still supporting Sugiyama's work and everything, but to me, Dragon Quest is Yuji Hori. Yuji Horii made Fortune Street. That man made Dragon Quest. Yuji Horii should be a fucking goddamn saint. Huh. Um, That man has made incredible games, and that's who I associate with making those games. If if like Yuji Horii like supported, like I don't know, like Fed Phelps or something, yeah,
5: maybe I wouldn't like Dragon Quest as much. But he doesn't, and that's good. Wait, I have a perfect example of someone who bugs the shit out of me. Uh, this isn't Nintendo-related at all, but it is video game-related. Randy Pitchford. I cannot support Randy Pitchford for the life of me. Not just because he is a complete asshole on Twitter and is someone I could never respect on personal grounds alone. But assuming the Aliens Colonial Marines thing is true, and as it was revealed in the last week, it pretty much is. He single-handedly ruined one of the best opportunities for an amazing Aliens game just so he could focus on Borderlands 2. He ruined yeah. one of the games I have wanted probably since I was eight years old, and that he was promising. But dude, we, you're to getting alien so isolation. <laughs> I like oh, aliens yeah. way better than Alien. Okay, yeah. I, I mean, I'll yeah. still probably Actually, play it, but like, aliens Colonial Marines look so fucking amazing. Like
1: before, it, it really came like out. the first demo for that. Like, I was even excited for that. That's not really a game I get into. Yeah. Um, and then, and then it came out with a whimper, and then the Wii version was canceled.
5: I, uh... Which it probably should have been. Also, yeah. if you want to see one of my worst moments, it's still there. Look up my preview for Aliens Colonial Marines. <laughs> I give it a glowing preview. Well, it looks so
1: good on paper. Like, the idea of that game is
5: awesome. It's
1: just that they made, like, a quarter of a game. Sure. it's, it's... I mean, it was a full-length game. It's just the quarter of the effort. Yeah. yeah. And it was so sad, because I remember we were trying to set up an interview with, a, I forget the name of the company, that was working on the Wii U port, and... They, like, we had, I think we actually got responses back at one point, And then they said that they didn't get the okay to run them. And I don't know exactly what was going on, but there was nothing good happening with that game. And
5: that's a, that's a bummer. And it's a shame that it wasn't revealed until the day reviews came out. Yeah. Like, I mean, that was, that, I mean, usually you can kind of tell, like,
1: what, like, you can do a pretty good job of like being like, all right, this game's coming out. Like, you know, Destiny's coming out. There's going to be people who are going to think it's, you know, overly hyped. And there's going to be people that are super into it. Right. And what happened, the game's out. There are people that are overly hyped about it. And there are people who are like, oh, I, don't, I don't really get it that much.
5: Yeah, but at, at least, you know what, Bungie tried. That's the yeah. difference. It was, I it was up to I mean, it was up to Activision to put like two hundred million dollars into the advertising. Bungie was just trying to make the best game they can. Randy Pitchford fucking lied about yeah, that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You know what I'm excited for more than than the than Destiny is Destiny Two because it seems like Destiny One was like a whole <laughs> lot of setup. The more I read yeah, about I know, that game, the more I'm like. I it, it doesn't seem fully fleshed out. It seems like they need another game. Like, I think Destiny 2 is going to be amazing. Um, I think that's a little I, bit because start Destiny... Start the hype
2: train now.
1: Yeah, the I mean, I think the idea of Destiny is really cool on paper. And from what I've heard, it doesn't seem like they totally stuck the landing. I mean, like, I enjoyed what I played in the alpha. But the more I hear about the finished product, the more I'm like, I can wait on this.
2: Yeah, I don't really give a fuck about that game. First of all, it's multiplayer Halo, so... I like Halo. Fuck it. Okay. Uh, I have a problem with <laughs> in-space. I won't talk about why, but I have a problem with in-space.
5: <laughs> All right, let's just leave that vagueness <laughs> in there as we go on to the next question. All right. Uh, Not yeah. difficult to figure out why. If you're Alex, to this
1: questions to you. Uh,
5: okay. Paul. Paul writes... Would you like to see Nintendo develop a multiplayer-focused game like Destiny or Titanfall? How oh, topical. Wow. I'm, even, I'm even playing uh, that. Not necessarily a shooter, just something with a campaign meant to be played with others. What franchises do you think would fit well within that formula, within that format? And I'm going to answer you now. Zelda should take cues from Dark Souls with its super oh, persistent fuck. world. No, I don't mean the gameplay necessarily, <laughs> even, though, even though I love the gameplay of Dark Souls. The way Dark Souls crafts multiplayer, the way it, you can leave messages in-game for other players, the way that uh, players can actually affect or even invade other players' worlds, I think that would be super great for a single-player game like Zelda. But isn't that like Miiverse? You know what? That would actually work, because you could <laughs> you you could use Miiverse to make Dark Souls Zelda.
1: Yeah, it, I mean, like, you they could. That, that's I mean, true. Shovel Knight has like dark Souls stuff on Wii U. Uh New Super Mario Bros. U had dark soul stuff like that in that 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 way.
5: It's I I think not not exactly the same, but like the the spirit of it. You know what? If if the Wii U was doing way better, the question wouldn't be would you like to see Nintendo develop a multiplayer focused game like Destiny or Titanfall? It would be how great is Destiny on Wii U? Yeah. Um,
1: that
2: uh,
5: might be true I
2: don't know if Nintendo would go for that game but... I,
1: I, I think that if the Wii U Was doing well, Destiny would be out On it, there's no really? doubt There's really? no doubt All right. Let's put it this way, there's a reason when they first announced that game They were not specific on platforms And that's because I oh. The Wii U version was not totally out of the realm of possibility I think there's actually early quotes From people at Activision or Bungie Where they kind of alluded That that was a possibility Huh. But I think it got nixed, uh, much in the same way that there's no Call of Duty game coming out on Wii U this year. Um, I mean, the market's just not there. Yeah. And I've, I've talked to people about Activision, about the, the sales of Call of Duty on Wii U, and like, they tried, they put in two years, it didn't work out, they're moving on. Yeah. Um, I haven't talked to them in recent, I mean, this was, this was, uh, last fall I was talking to people about, like, why they were releasing, um, Uh, ghosts last year on wii u and that's because like you know kind of ea got out too early (laughs)
4: yeah they
1: didn't they didn't give it another shot maybe ea was smart for just getting out when they did because clearly it never got better um but i definitely like as far as like my my nintendo my inner nintendo fanboy uh hates ea i'm okay (laughs) with activision activision
5: tried yep and then Ubisoft, like even if they did a lot of shitty ports and they did some shitty things to the Wii U owners, yeah, they did more than they should have in any right business mind.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, once again, Ubisoft made their attempt. They had, yeah, they Watch had zombies coming out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they they had Zombie U at launch. They had a whole lot of games at launch. Yeah, the Rayman delay was a bummer, but I would I would say the Wii U version of Rayman Legends was probably the best. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it sold the best too. But I don't. I think that's more that Rayman Legends didn't really sell that well in general. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know if they're going back to that. No, um,
2: Michael Ansel's doing something different now. That's not yeah. beyond good and evil you too. Know,
1: you know, as far as and I think, someone else might ask a question about this, but just kind of riffing on this, we haven't really asked, answered this guy's question yet. Um, huh. I don't like what Warner Brothers is doing with no uh, me Wii neither. You, um, because they had the stuff like Arkham Origins, where they said that the DLC was coming out for it, and then it, not all of it came out. Right. And they announced DLC for Lego Batman Three. And and same with
2: same with uh, the injustice. Wii U version of Unjustice.
1: And Lego Batman Three, they announced like a season pass for that, and it's not coming to Wii U. And I get like, like the base isn't there, but like at least with Arkham Origins, when they cut the multiplayer, they did drop the price. I mean, it just it yeah. sucks. And you know what's even more horse shit is that I was actually checking the MPDs, and I've been keeping an eye on this, um, you know, since Lego Marvel superheroes and the Lego movie came out. Um, the Wii U version generally outsells a lot of the other versions. Really? Yeah.
2: Well, you know what? What I don't like about Warner Brothers is that they'll do some of the DLC. Yeah. You know, they'll, but they won't do it all. It's like, you and already have late. it done.
1: Just fucking do it. Yeah. Or don't do it at all. And that might be a little bit Nintendo's infrastructure for DLC. Maybe it's like, you know, a pain to, to put it all up there or something, which, you know, the, the fault might lie on Nintendo a little bit, but I don't know. I just, I, I don't like the way they operated that, especially when for Batman Arkham Origins last year, they announced that it was coming out, and they were kind of like, nah, no, it's not. We'll refund you. Yeah, I remember that. Because I, I, I know people that bought that game being like, oh, okay, I'll get all the DLC on the Wii U version. I'll support the Wii U
5: version. And then it, it, after release... None of the DLC came out. It's almost right. better that they don't have a presence at all than be half in, half out. Exactly. Because being half in, half out, I don't mean to go full Go Nintendo comment section, but it's a little insulting to Wii U owners to uh, yeah to Watch j- Dog- just treat them like, like
1: Watchdogs. I I want to know how much Watch Dogs sells on Wii U because I will be surprised if it hits the triple digits.
4: Oh yeah. No, <laughs> it'll,
5: it'll get into. Uh, very, very low five digits, I think. <laughs> I think it'll sell around ten to 15,000 copies. I, I, I mean, it's just that, because by the time it
1: comes out, one, no one's going to give a shit about Watch Dogs, and two, a lot of Nintendo owners are just going to be, they're burned by it because of the yeah. long delay. And, like, whether, you know, maybe it was a necessary thing to do just because of the way Watch Dogs' development was going, like, they had to sacrifice doing the Wii U version because they needed to finish the actual version that was going to make them money. Yeah. But going back to this guy's question, um, I kinda would like to see this idea be executed with Splatoon. Because I I don't think you do this with an existing franchise unless you finally do like, you know, Animal Crossing in a big online way. Um but I think Splatoon is a game that is is rife to have like a really cool multiplayer campaign.
5: Yeah. It's I I think Splatoon is that game. I mean there's a reason they only showed off the multiplayer and just said, yeah, yeah, there will be some kind of single player. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, I, I I,
1: was calling it a an 3 and kind of hoping it was true, is that Splatoon was just going to be a free-to-play game and be that multiplayer mode. Oh. Um, but it great. looks like that's not the case. I think that would have been really smart. Yeah. Um, but it didn't happen. Or even have it be a free-to-play mode and then be like, oh, spend 20 bucks and get the full version or something. Yeah, like Rusty. Or Steel Diver.
2: Or Steel Diver.
1: But it looks like that's not the case.
2: Yeah, I'll still buy it. I want that game bad.
1: Yeah. No. Um, All right. Speaking of Watch Dogs, Zach, do you got this next letter? I do, in fact.
2: Uh, Tim. No, no. Donald. Donald. Right, it's Donald.
1: <laughs> Donald Therio from
2: Nintendo Free Radio. It's actually, uh, it's, so uh, it's Terrio. Terio.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I did. Take out did, the H, Donald. God. <laughs> He's Canadian. He doesn't know how.
2: Oh, those Canadians. They have cool dinosaurs, though. Uh, so now that Watch Dogs <laughs> dogs, has a Wii U release date, which happens to be the worst possible date for someone buying Smash, Pokemon, and Persona Q within seven days, ain't that the truth? I'm really wondering if I should drop my pre-order. Yes! I only did it initially to act as a canary in the coal mine. The general reaction has been gamers singing in four-part harmony,
4: Meh! Meh.
2: And Ubi's said that my buying the game is irrelevant to their plan. That's nice. To their plans. On the flip side, I'll pay $40 for it at most. It, it'd be nice historical curiosity. The last game Ubisoft ever releases on a Nintendo console, maybe. Uh, and they included the one feature I wanted in off-TV play. What say you, connectivity crew? Drop that pre-order like it's on fire.
1: Um, I'm, I'm not going to buy it, but I also probably wouldn't have bought it if it came out on Wii U in May.
5: Yeah, me neither. I'm
2: not interested in that game at all.
5: Yep. I did a one-man segment a while back on Connectivity, uh, where I talked about ten. I talked about Watch Dogs for ten minutes. And you can hear why I like it in that segment, but I did end up really liking Watch Dogs in the same way a lot of people really like the first Assassin's Creed, or probably really like Destiny. Where even if it doesn't fully execute on a lot of its things it tries really hard and you know there's clear potential here for something really really special but what the fuck are you doing buying <laughs> it on Wii u i i mean i know you want to su- yeah. i mean i know you want to support the platform but get it on another platform get it on ps3 where you can get it for 20 to 30 bucks yeah. probably right now get it on playstation 4 where you can get what is obviously the best version of the game because fuck the pc version <laughs> In the Wii U version, it's probably going to look worse than the PS3 version. It's probably going to have menial features, with the exception of off-TV play. And it's clear Ubisoft didn't care enough to put it out, because it's coming out on November 18th to 21st. I don't even remember the release date, because who fucking cares? cares. Okay. Yeah, just just drop the pre-order. If you want Watch Dogs, get it on another platform, because I think it's a good game. What are you doing with that pre-order, man? I mean, when it was actually <laughs> going to come out at the same time as the other systems, it, it's not that crazy of a pre-order. It's, well, okay, sure, if you pre-ordered it at the time, that makes sense. But what are you still doing <laughs> with that Seriously, man.
1: Alright, um, I'm going to move on to the next letter. Tim writes, there's a lot of discussion around whether these new models of 3DS are a new console or a revision similar to the DS Lite or DSi. Are there really? Or God. DS Lite to DSi. What do you think and do you believe there will be a lot of exclusive games that take advantage of this new hardware? As a side question, what is your favorite faceplate for the new 3DS out of the ones that have been revealed so far? Keep up the good podcasting and please keep doing movie discussion segments. The Godzilla ones were great. They were. Even though the movie sucked. Oh, sucked the fuck up. you motherfucker. <laughs> At least Although it was, was better they than just, Turtles.
2: They did just, God, yeah. They just did just release a really funny, honest trailer for
5: Godzilla. Brian Cranston should have been the star. Yeah, I won't disagree. Alright, The agree Monster with Ship that. is cool. Yep. Yeah, it was it was a good fifteen minutes.
1: <laughs> the build up yeah. the
5: build up worked, man. I'm saying.
1: Um, I mean... I, I think these I, I think the I, what I hope they do and what I think will happen is that the new 3DS will be like the expansion pack for the Nintendo sixty four. In that there will be yeah. some games that work only with it, but for the most like part, eight. like eight games, yeah, like well, like Xenoblade Chronicles is going to work just on the new 3DS. But I think there will be a lot of games, like let's say next year's Pokemon game, um, maybe like uh, I don't know what other games tax the 3DS. Like you know, maybe I'll bet, I'll, maybe Smash I'll, Brothers is going to run a little better with it or something. Yeah, like, I, th- I think I think games are going to run better on it, not necessarily be exclusive to it.
2: I'll bet it's it's going to be similar to the Game Boy Color situation where some games will have new 3ds features if you play them in a new 3ds you get an extra dungeon or some shit it would be rad but i don't think it's you know i i think it's going to be there's going to be like eight games released exclusively for it half of them will be in japan i honestly don't know if nintendo's going to bring xenoblade over
1: to america i I think if, if xenoblade chronicles x is coming to america then I think Xenoblade Chronicles will come out on the new 3DS. I think Yeah, that, that's probably true. I, I mean, my, my prediction for when the new 3DS is going to come out, now that my stupid idea of it coming out alongside Smash Brothers is totally wrong, as I learned 15 minutes after <laughs> that segment, Um, I think that it's gonna come out in America and Europe in March, and alongside it is going to be Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate and Xenoblade Chronicles.
5: Yep, I I think that's their launch title. Even if it doesn't come out at launch yeah. for the Japanese, I think that's their uh that's the game they're using as a proof of
0: concept.
1: Yep. Sure. Yeah, because I think I think uh Monster Hunter 4 or I guess Monster Hunter 4G or whatever the for the the heart Japanese heartache. whatever the Japanese version of that that yeah. update to Monster Hunter 4 I think that's coming out this fall, which is part of the reason why the new 3DS is coming out. Oh, I see. I think. Um, I mean, that's why the circle pad exists is for Monster Hunter. Yeah. So I that's think the new the
2: circle pad existed. I mean, the the pro controller existed for the Wii game.
1: Yeah. Um, so I think that that's part of the reason why it's coming out in Japan now. Um, yeah. And I think that you know, America and Europe, they need a game to launch alongside it, and that's not going to happen until 2015.
5: Right. It's there's also, There was also one other part of the question, which is, what's your favorite faceplate for the new 3DS? Out of the ones that have been revealed so far, I'm I looking haven't at them seen now. Any of them? There's I I can paste it in the chat, but you could Google it yourself if you wanted. Uh, there is one that's pretty cool, which is kind of like a Mario one that has like a faux wooden finish, which looks pretty cool. But I don't think any of the faceplates are that impressive. I think what would be really cool is if people start doing custom 3DS faceplates. Yeah, I
2: like the Yoshi and one. Oh, I've, I have seen these things. For it's so it's such bullshit that they're only for the normal size. 3DS. I'll probably About get the that. normal
1: size one oh, for, for that reason. It. Um, but I did see someone post this, and I'll probably do this if I get these faceplates. Um, which is mix and match. So like, you have like. Oh. Mario's head with Peach's bottom, or something. I don't know. That'd be funny. Or like the top part, so that way. Uh,
2: I think. I think the only one I really like is the,
5: uh, like gray icons from the Mario series. So if you had to choose, then if you had, let's let's not even talk about these faceplates, but let's say you had to come up with your own that you would proudly wear around your 3ds. What would it what be? Fucking
2: dinosaurs.
5: What kind?
1: Probably just that Zelda 3DS XL. It would just be that faceplate. Carnotaurus,
2: Carnotaurus caeustrii. It's my favorite probably,
1: dinosaur.
4: Hmm.
5: I, you know, I probably want one that says PS Vita on it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> just to be a total asshole. I'm, I'm not. I'm not shitting on the 3DS or anything. I just think it would be a ridiculous faceplate. But also. I do think third-party ones would make the 3ds look cool because it would make the 3ds oh, yeah. look weird. Yeah. Like a, a Grand Theft Auto 5 one with Trevor, Michael, and uh, the other one I don't—I didn't like as much. Franklin. Uh, that one would be really cool. A Grand Theft Auto 4 one from the game that came out in 2008. How fucking weird would that be? <laughs> like I just—just one with like a weird celebrity on it. Just what if it was a picture <laughs> from The Fappening? Just on your 3DS <laughs> cover. Um, I probably wouldn't take it in public. But you would take it well, in I private. Mean, uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I think there would be such a creative possibility Super for Sonico some Super faceplate. Fuck yeah. Mm, a McDonald's one would be pretty weird.
1: I mean, that seems like something that would happen in Japan. <laughs> a Seven yeah. Eleven one. Yeah. I'd get a Wawa one.
5: Uh, yeah. It's, uh, that was a good question. Uh, so the next one goes to Alex. Mikkel or Michael. Uh, I'm He's going to go Australia. with Mikkel. Michael writes <laughs> My question for you all with the new 3DS and 3DS XL coming, what do you believe is the reason for the extra processing power? Personally, I think they had a request from third parties to beef up the system and allow more parity with the Vita. Hopefully bringing more multi-console titles over in the future, the addition of the C-Stick, will also help this happen. I think there are two reasons. I think the first one is that the 3DS OS, with all of the Miiverse and uh, Nintendo ID stuff, it kind of runs like shit right now. Yeah, it has been since they added Miiverse. Everything takes a very long time to load. Yeah, and I, I, I think... They're doing that so it feels more like those features belong on the 3DS, yep. and I think the other reason is Monster Hunter. Poke- Monster Hunter and Pokemon. Yeah. They both do not run great on the 3DS, and it, it pains me to say it because true. I think there's the foundation for an amazing 3D Pokemon game, but the 3DS just isn't powerful enough to handle uh, Pokemon X and Y at its full potential. It's very true and i think this is going to make monster hunter and pokemon way better games.
2: Uh you're probably right. I uh i you know, i was originally going to say, "What? Nintendo take advice from developers about what they want in hardware?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> but i think you're probably right with monster hunter, especially. Yeah, Nintendo will do a lot of things for monster hunter. Probably yeah. not. Hopefully. Probably not a lot that you would want to see. It's probably gross.
5: <laughs> um yeah, I, I don't think they're actually that much that concerned with uh, it being closer to power with the Vita. Because you know what? The Vita is barely exists anymore. I think yeah. Sony probably stopped making them. Yeah. And it's the 3DS is selling like hotcakes with pretty cheap hardware, or at least comparatively cheap hardware. I, I guess the 3D screen is a bit of an exception, but they're doing just fine with it being less powerful, and I don't think... Power is uh is what Nintendo's thinking about outside of making the 3ds just run a little better, uh, on the front I'm ac- end.
2: I'm actually shocked that the new 3ds in Japan is not, not more expensive than the current model.
5: Yeah, this is just doing. This is just a straight up replacement. Yep.
1: Yeah. I can't, which is great. I'm excited I for mean, it to come to America when it does.
5: Hell yeah. Yeah. That, that's a day one for me. And I, you know what? I don't even know which one I'm going to get. I'm not going to get both. There's the XL. If the XL screen is way better, like if they make it look like games belong on the XL and they don't look washed out, I'll get the XL. I might get the regular new 3DS. Same here. Because Why? Games Why are not people getting the smaller screen? Because games don't look good on the 3DS XL. Some do because like Nintendo's like figured out that uh, original 3DS games don't really look that great on the XL. Like the launch ones... You know what? You know what game actually does not look good
2: on an XL. And most Neil, we'll of them. See, we'll see if you guys agree with me on this. Tomodachi
5: Life. I think it looks fine. It, it, looks, it's most of that stuff is two D ish. Yeah, that, that's a problem with a lot of three DS games. I I think considering it has all the new hardware, considering it has the sharper screen, like the smaller screen is yeah. obviously going to be I've sharper actually, no matter what, I've been... and the faceplates. That's what I'm getting. I've started
1: uh, rocking an old, an OG 3DS because um, I've been playing some Super Smash Brothers 3DS demo stuff on my Japanese 3DS, which I got, yeah, uh, yeah. got an OG one. It's not really it's not really that bad. No? Um, yeah. Like, I, I yeah. mean, going back to it is less of an issue than I thought, and, you know, playing Smash Brothers on it, like, it, like I definitely wish the screen was bigger, and even the the regular version of the new 3DS, the screen will still be a little bigger. Um, oh, I think yeah. i I plan on going with the regular new 3DS. I wouldn't mind having a slightly smaller system. Alright. So Zach, you got the last one.
2: I have the last one from our good friend Kerbals who writes, is there any game that was so good, so well executed, that it sucked you in and made you play a genre that you usually wouldn't? For example, I don't usually play a lot of RPGs, but I freaking loved Crimson Shroud. Crimson Shroud was a hell of a game. I don't even know what that is. The characters slash story and gameplay mechanics made it thoroughly worthwhile. Was that one of the level five games?
1: Wasn't that yes. like, yeah. like a dungeon crawler?
5: Hmm. Neil, explain
1: this game. Um, it's made by uh, it's the, the dude who did... What's the fucking name of the game? um like Final Fantasy Tactics Ogre Battle oh. Tactics Oh Elder. that's why I've never heard of it or um, paid attention But to it, my was, it was it was a Guild Gildo Gildo one game um yeah. apparently the Japanese version people didn't really like but the localization for the North American version was really good and it's basically like a and d dungeon crawler RPG but it's like shorter like it's less than 10 hours I think um and it was just really fun outside of like there's a part I think at, like the end of chapter 2 where you need to get a very specific item drop and i did not get that so i'd replay the same boss battle like 4 times but then i Ugh. was overleveled for the rest of the game but i i, I really enjoyed it is this an A shop game yes it's like 8 bucks oh that's that's worth it i could do that
5: hmm. so did, do any of you guys have a good answer for this
2: uh i hold on
1: okay um, also, also uh tim Tim, you, you won Tesla Grad. That's, hey! that's why I was a little distracted there. Hooray! Um, the guy who, who talked about the DS to the DSi, uh, DS Lite to the DSi, and 3DS models.
4: Uh,
2: I mean, Turok is my answer. I, I don't play shooters, but I played Turok. I played the fuck out of 1 and 2.
1: Um, I mean, because I like sports games. I like Tony Hawk a lot. <laughs> I like platformers, I like 3D platformers. I mean, if we're if we're talking about the opposite of this, uh Rayman. Rayman I, made I, you not I, like 2D platformers? No, I don't enjoy the Rayman games that
2: much. Oh.
1: That's close, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the kind of opposite where it was it, it's a genre that <sighs> I adore that I just didn't click with me at all.
2: Yeah.
1: I like the Halo games. I'm not a big shooter guy, but I, I hate the single-player in Halo games, but I really enjoy the multiplayer. More. You know what? I'm going
2: to say Modern Warfare, the first Modern Warfare game, blew my mind. And I played so much of that game, even online. And then uh, and then 2 was so bad that I just gave up on the series. Um,
1: one of my favorite Xbox 360 games of the entire last generation was X-Men Origins Wolverine. Um, and oh, I don't sorry, normally you that get that into... Like, the kind of character action games. But holy shit did I get into that game. Yeah. I, I've always wanted to try it. It is, it is fucking amazing.
2: It's like God of War with Wolverine. Right? Yeah,
1: I mean, that's all it is. But it's so good. <laughs> that, that was, like, I think there was one, like, I think, like, beating the game on its hardest difficulty level was the only achievement
5: I didn't get. Um, other nice. than that, I almost got every single one. Oh. I think, in a weird way, like, a lot of my favorite games are games that are in genres I otherwise hate. For instance, Phoenix Wright, I dislike almost every adventure game I've ever played, and that includes Professor Layton. I am not a big Professor Layton hand, I'm, I'm not a fan, I'm not gonna go too far against it, it's great, fine, but Phoenix Wright, as a, as a game about being a lawyer, is just so fucking awesome. And, and just every single one is just so funny and so smartly designed that I hardly even put it with uh, adventure games. Another, Persona 4. I do not like dungeon crawlers. I do not like most JRPGs that aren't uh, like as casual as Pokemon. But yeah. Persona 4 ended up being one of my favorite games ever. Dark Souls. I hate most complicated games. I mostly like simple games that I can just have fun with and uh, get creative with. But Dark Souls ended up sucking me in with some of the best combat I've ever played in a game. It's it, it's like that first great game that I play in a genre. Or just, just like, I feel like my top ten ever is probably littered with games like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm I still don't... having kind of trouble trying to think of a game like this. Um, you
2: know, I don't like JRPGs, but um, I got really sucked into Dragon Quest Nine. I, I beat that. And I did most of the quests.
1: I mean, it's more like I don't like mediocre games in certain genres. <laughs> like, <laughs> I really like the Etrian Odyssey games, but I tried playing Demon Demon's Gaze or whatever on Vita, and I couldn't get into it. Even though it's a very similar game.
5: Yeah, it's, uh, yeah there are some genres where if it's anything less than like 8.5 out of 10, I, I just don't have time for it. You
2: know, not to go on a tangent here, but do you guys remember the, the old school dungeon crawlers where there'd be a window pane, and you'd click forward and the picture would change? Oh yeah, right totally. Yeah, like like change. Shadowgate. Yeah, like Shadowgate. The fuck was wrong with those games? Good lord.
1: I tried playing Shadowgate on the NES a lot as a kid, and then I tried playing it on the PC. I never liked the game Mist either. No, I don't like Mist either. First of all, it
2: it doesn't. It needs to be much graphically higher fidelity
5: than it is. I mean, it's a it's game from, like, it's super obtuse. Yeah. It's super obtuse. Any of you guys like the NBA Street Series? I, I am not huge I into like basketball jam. Games, I like Jam a lot. Um, but, uh, Streets fun. Casual basketball games are shockingly awesome, even as someone who doesn't like most sports games. Def Jam Vendetta, a super uh, great Def wrestling jam game.
2: Vendetta! What about that, that
5: Wu-Tang game? was fun Luda. and then they did new york which i never played because it was rated m and i couldn't buy it uh, but and then by the time i got old enough to play it it just stopped being in stores see but yeah. then, then that goes where like i just like arcade sports games a lot so
1: that i mean that wouldn't work yeah for me. you do um like i i love extreme sports games so i i like a lot of tony hawk games and aggressive inline and I bought BMX Triple X for some fucking dumb reason a couple months ago. I haven't played it yet, but I would have bought it too, not not even for the boobs, but because to own that game. Yeah, I mean I have it, and now I have an Elgato, so I can record video of it. Ha <laughs> ha So who wants to see some pixelated boobs from two thousand three? Let's go you. guys.
2: Polygonal as fuck. Yeah.
5: Alright. I got nothing. Mm. <laughs> no this was an excellent segment. Yeah. This is probably one of my favorites in a very long time. Yeah.
1: Um,
5: I mean, we might as well say this, this is part of the,
1: uh, the first 150, So we can look fondly on the past hour of our lives. Remember, hey, this was fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so, uh, from here on out, if you don't want to hear about the, the Smash Brothers characters, uh, bye. Thanks for listening. Uh, feel free to send in more listener mail to connectivity at com. Congrats to Tim for winning Tesla Grad Uh, After this is done, probably the day after we record this, but before it goes live, um, I'm going to poke through my email to see if I have any other codes I can give away. And if you sent in something, uh, you might win. So check your email. Um, Yeah. Uh, But let's talk about the Smash characters. Um, I'm so excited to play as the Duck Hunt dog. Yes. Bowser Jr. also looks awesome.
5: As all the Koopalings. That's great. So, it's, I, I think it's super cool that the costumes are also alternate characters this time around. But it yeah. goes against
1: what Sakurai said around, uh, when, when Lucina was revealed. Where, you know, he didn't want to just do costume alts that were, like, different voices and stuff. But then he did all the Koopalaks, all with different voices.
2: Well, he's, he's basically throwing all of his, uh, all of his clone characters in the, uh costume Yeah, and then uh,
1: Alf is, like, half of Olimar's outfits, which is cool. Is the girl one in
5: there, too?
2: I
1: think it's just Alf, because, I mean, him and Olimar have very similar, like, body types, so it's just more of, like, uh, oh, he's got a bigger nose or something.
2: You know, I've got that game. Uh, I got it with Mario Kart. I still haven't touched it. It's a
1: very, very good game. I I know. I need to play it. I highly recommend Pikmin 3. I think it's it's one of my favorite Wii U games. It's super easy to get it into, too. And it might... Actually... Outside of Shovel Knight and Runner 2, Pikmin. Shovel Knight! Pikmin 3 might be my favorite
5: Wii U game. Wow. After Hyrule Warriors now. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. I played that game at GameStop. It is exactly what I expected it to be. Yeah, but did, it, did you play as Link? I played it as, as everyone. No one was who, lined up for the Wii U demo. Don't well, be no, no. ridiculous. Who, like, I, I haven't seen the demo at all. Like, uh, who can you play it's as? Her. Midna and Zelda. And Link has the fire rod and the sword. Okay. Midna has I, actually, I, I forget what Midna. I haven't has. played as Midna yet. I only I've I been playing a lot as Impa and,
1: and Sheik. And Impa and Sheik are fucking
5: incredible. My general feelings on that game, and I am not embargoed, so I can say whatever I want about yeah. this demo. I I
1: can't review it. I think that's about my limitations. I, I think it's spectacularly dumb and exactly what I expected.
5: It is easier to get into, I think than a lot of the other Warriors games I've played, but it is still a total Warriors game, and I think this game is going to see a handful of 6 and 7s out of 10, by people who had no idea what they were getting yeah. into. I, I mean, I I had some friends in high school
1: that were super into the Dynasty Warriors games, so I'd, I'd, like, play some co-op with them every now and then, but I never really played that much. I, I think I played a little bit of the 3DS launch one, um, and, like, kind of enjoyed it for a little bit and then put it down. But I kind of like the way those games are set up because unless you're playing on a very hard difficulty, like I'm just rocking normal. And for the most part, I'm just going around mowing, mowing down everything. But the, like the challenge of that game is more managing, you know, your bases and where you are in the map, making sure your troops don't fall. So it's like, you're like this, you know, this God on the battlefield and your role is more to make sure that, uh, the weaker, dumb people on your team don't fuck up, and and that works. Like I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna turn around after this game and go back and play, you know, every Dynasty Warriors game ever because I'm super into the genre, but I'm enjoying it a lot because of the the Zelda fan service, which is there in Spades, and I think that the basic mechanics of the Warriors game are, you know, kind of fun. I'm super curious to see how people react to this. Yeah, I I am as well. Like I I think I'd, like I've I've heard a little bit about what happens in the second half of the game, and that that I cannot talk about at all. I believe I'm I'm embargoed on the story, but I haven't gotten it to the point. It sounds bad. Um, so
2: Doctor Mario is uh, is unlockable yeah. in the Smash Brothers.
1: Yeah, I'm excited. I love Doctor Mario <laughs> in Melee.
2: Yeah, he was, and He's gonna have a final smash now. Oh.
1: I see, I, I only, I saw GIFs of the Duck Hunt Dog and Bowser Jr. I have not actually watched any of the streams.
2: Oh, uh, neither I. I
1: just um, saw screenshots. Yeah, I think Rob,
2: uh, he is a new Final Smash yeah, as Rob. well.
1: Yeah, um, And
2: uh, Mr. Game and Watch.
1: Yeah, and I'm also very excited to see what all the, the custom moves that you can do with these characters are. Because we know some of the ones that, like, we knew about. But, like, maybe Nessa's special moves will be more in line with Lucas's. Or, like, uh, yeah. like Falco's will call the mind wolf or something like that. Um,
2: now let me let me ask you this, Neil, because you've been playing the demo. Uh, do you play
1: with the black
2: outlines on or not?
1: I'll be completely honest. I don't. I think they're on. I I it hasn't even occurred to me. I thought okay, about so it when I was playing. So it's
2: clearly not even that noticeable. Yeah. Keep in it,
1: keep in saying. mind, okay, I'm also good. playing it on Japanese.
2: Well, yeah. In Japanese. So, you might so if there is an
1: option to be like, hey, turn this <laughs> on or off, like I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. 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 Um. Because
2: it looks bad in screenshots. I I, I think it looks
1: perfectly fine in motion. However, okay, um, to be completely honest, you you can lose yourself a little bit on that screen just because For when sure. it, when it goes wide when you have four people battling, like even Everybody if you got the XL, discurs. it's still it's still yeah. like you know not as big of a screen as you might be used to. Um, yeah. But then it threw me off because I was I was messing around with some one on one stuff just because. Uh, uh, the villager is one of my favorite characters in the entire world in Smash Brothers. So much fun. But I was messing around in one-on-one just to kind of see more of, like, what the individual characters do. And then that gets very zoomed in. And then I don't know what's going on across the map. So, like, oh, yeah. it was zoomed in for one-on-one. And then, like, I'd go up a little bit and then get hit by a bomb.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't see it. That's an issue.
1: But, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm happy with the roster.
2: Now, do you guys think we're gonna get a demo over here before it comes out? I, I
1: hope there is an event so. or that live, live stream event by Treehouse tomorrow. I'll, that would be a really cool reveal. I will be shocked if that demo is not there at the end of it. Yeah.
5: Or, even, or cool. I could or
1: even, I could even see it. I could even see it be like the demo is coming September twentieth or something. Right, like right. I could see them announce a date for the demo, but if they do not comment on when the demo is coming, um. It's gonna yeah, piss happened. off a lot of people.
5: If I yeah. remember right, and I I was reading this on Go Nintendo the other day, so I could be wrong, but it sounded like Sakurai straight up said on Meverse soon. For those of you outside of Japan, watch out because it's he oh, made okay. it sound yeah. like this is happening. Yeah. All right. Good, good. And
1: I mean, all those all those the English versions of those Meverse posts are translated by people in Nintendo of America, so. Unless Reggie's wearing a Metroid pin and they're not going to announce a Metroid game, which... Oh, wait, no, they did it. So, yeah, they, they who fucking knows? <laughs> I believe there are quotes from me maybe on a podcast or something at E3 in which I commented how that if that game that they reveal on that Wednesday at E3 is not a Metroid game after Reggie wore that fucking pin, they're a bunch of jerks. A bunch of jerks. And they're a bunch of jerks because that happened. Yeah, I know. I know, just like that Mother Three call out during <laughs> the the Nintendo Digital. Oh the yeah, D3. the robot chicken thing. Um, yeah, my uh my prediction, my hope that we are going to get Mother Three sometime this summer. Um, looks like that's not going to happen. I'm not. I'm not terribly surprised. It just it. I still think things are lining up where it wouldn't. I don't think it is crazy to think that Mother Three might come out on the Wii U Virtual Console sometime soon. I can see
2: it as an import title yes. of some kind. Yeah. Nine dollars instead of eight or whatever. I I really just want zero mission at this point. Yeah, I mean, I
1: think that might be coming soon, because it'll
2: be my first uh, GBA VC game.
1: I, I have a bunch of them. I might get, I might get Minish Cap actually. It's five dollars no, this don't week. Don't get
2: Minish Cap. It's on your three DS.
1: But but save states and like I can yeah, pause right, it and come true. back
5: to where I was and. Yeah, you're that. right. You're right. Why the fuck is Dark Pit in the game? I don't know.
2: I don't even, Because, well, because we, I was we, reading a little bit. He was already teased in that little yeah, anime It doesn't cutscene seem like he's showed. really any different. He's a clone. He's like Fox yeah. and Wolf. Well, I guess, no, it's more like Fox and... I don't and, know why he's not just a color swap.
5: Yeah. It's more like Cole and Evil Cole from yeah, PlayStation Yeah, Exactly Office. right. It really exactly is. Exactly right.
1: Like, that's the thing. It's like, when I heard... When I heard the leak about Dark, Dark Pit, I was like, oh, that's not too crazy. I wonder how they're going to differ him up. And it seems like the way that they differed him up is they didn't. <laughs>
5: It's just Sakurai uh yeah. kinda giving himself more characters than that franchise probably deserves. Yeah, there's
1: three Kidneckers characters
5: and no ice climbers.
2: You know, I am speaking of uh, Sony All Stars Battle Royale Smash, I uh I made a comment on Twitter because I have both versions of that game. I have it on PS3 and well, it's, Nita, uh, PlayStation it's Plus. Buy. If you weren't a crazy and... person, you'd have it for
1: free.
2: <laughs> um I am gonna get PS plus now that I have a bigger PS3 though maybe ask maybe ask for it for my birthday um but i was i was mentioning like the reason that the reason that game feels so soulless is because sony's characters just aren't that fantastic and as evidence i said they have Cole and evil Cole as separate characters they couldn't fill a roster they
5: needed both versions of Cole. What do you mean? Raiden, New Dante, and New Big Daddy are my favorite PlayStation characters. <laughs> yeah. And the, yeah, the Big Daddy. <laughs> yeah, It's actually New Raiden, New Big Daddy, and New Dante. Yeah, it is. You're right. It's, you know what? Raiden is so fucking overpowered in that game. I love it. You piece of shit. Like, it just shit. feels Holds so on. Good. You piece of shit. <laughs> that was a fun PAX East. I, I mollywopped the shit out of half of the people who came to PAX East using Raiden. Nice, but you're right. That game isn't very good. <laughs> I dropped like four hours in the Vita version, and I don't regret it. But
2: you're not getting those four hours back. You tried.
1: <laughs> I regret. I regret getting that game for sales tax off of a twenty dollars gift card to GameStop. Because <laughs> um, I got it. There was a sale where the Vita version was twenty bucks, and I had a twenty dollars gift card to get the, to GameStop. I figured, oh, I'll yeah, use to it. Pay sales tax. Yeah, like so dollar. I had to pay sales tax for it. and I got the game, and I'm like, oh, this is bad. And then I sold it, <laughs> and I made money on it, and I still regret getting it. I got
2: uh, it was on sale at Best Buy for like five bucks one day. It was uh, uh, just for one day, and and I got it on PS3. and It came with CrossBuy, and I've put more into the video game, than the PS3 game. I barely it's still touched so it. So fucking bad. I mean, I
1: I downloaded the, the PlayStation Plus version, so it's there if I ever want to torture myself. But now that there is a new <laughs> Smash Brothers game. All yeah, the way the on point? systems that are active. Like, like man, playing that demo, like, the demo's only got five characters in one stage. I put, like, four hours into the demo. Oh,
2: jeez. It's been, like,
1: two days. That's awesome. Just been,
2: I'm looking forward to it villager, myself.
1: The villager, dude. Mega Man, Mega man kind of sucks, but the Villager, sucks. So Mega good. Man sucks? I don't like oh. Mega Man. I do not like Mega Man in that game at all. Ugh. Oh. He's got, he's got some powerful moves, but it's just like he's very stilted. I mean, it makes sense for the character, but...
5: Huh. The villager. How about the fit trainer? I can't wait for villager!
1: Yeah, no, like... like, Alex, get hyped. The villager's the real fucking deal. You can just be like... <laughs> it, it, the villager reminds me a lot of Wario. And I actually... Uh, we have a feature going up um, for the people who have the Japanese version. We're just going to kind of write our, our running thoughts on the game. Uh, a Smash Diary is what it's going to be called. I'm actually working on a piece about how much I love The Villager. And uh, The Villager reminds me a lot of Wario. And I like playing as Wario just to troll the shit out of people. And that's why I'm going to play as The Villager. Except for the more I play as The Villager, the more I just think it's like it might be my favorite character in the game. Period. <laughs> um, because, one, uh, the side smash. Um, you drop a bowling ball. Which, like, it has really bad range, but if you hit someone with that on an edge, like, they're fucked. Your side B is... You fucking hop on a gyroid and go across the screen, and then it blows up when it hits someone. Um, your your neutral B special attack is, like, this pocket move. Where, like, any item nearby you, you can just take. And I have, I have caught Link's arrows and thrown them at him. I have caught another villager's tree. Which, I don't know if you guys have seen that move, where it's like... The villager's down B is, plants a sapling, uh, waters it, and then has a tree and can cut it down. So a villager cut down the tree, and I timed the the press of the B button to pocket it. And then I pocketed that, and then I hit B, and I threw it back at that villager. (laughs) Um, You can also, like, catch Pikachu's thunder. Oh, (laughs) Wow. I, I think, and I have I have heard, not I, I don't know if this is just people hoping, I think you might be able to catch some Final Smashes as well. Oh, my God. And I God. think that when you throw it back at people, it, it, the damage is increased.
2: Oh, jeez. Um, so, I, I don't want to stop you here, but I have to pee really bad. Yeah, it's probably,
1: we should probably end this. Um, yeah. Mario and Link also seem a lot better. I think Pikachu got nerfed. Um, but oh, Pika- really? I love Pikachu. But Pikachu also got nerfed in Brawl, so I'm not. maybe he's just yeah. the same as he was in Brawl. But Mario and Link, I actually might play as them. I've never really enjoyed playing as them. I've always wanted to like Link, but now I like him. Tune well. Link's better. Yeah. Yep. In general, yes. All right. Well, I think that's it. Uh, happy yep. Happy 150th uh, to that everybody. 150. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, if If you're if you're listening to the show, uh, we wouldn't be here without you. Um, that's true. If If I looked at the download numbers and was like, "Oh wow, five people? That's it." <laughs> it's probably just the people on the show. It's probably like just Scott testing to make sure that the download works. But we we've got we've got listeners and we love you all. So thank you for listening and here's to here's to 150 more and beyond.
2: Oh god. Yeah, probably.
1: <laughs> all right. All right. Bye.
4: Bye.
0: Oh, wait, you
2: guys heard that, right? Oh, like that groaning sound? That, uh, that babbling voice. It's babbly.
0: Yeah, hello? Anyone out there? We don't know what's happening. God, are we going to be stuck like this for all eternity?
2: My wife gets home in an hour.
7: Oh, of course not. Well, maybe if there wasn't someone as brilliant as me around. (laughs) Modest. Yes, I know. Now, Scott, Neil, and Zach.
0: What? How do you know our names?
7: Just... Just go with it, alright?
1: What the fuck is happening?
7: You've been captured by an audio-based creature. It's latched onto your recording and has transferred your mind into it to feed off of. Don't worry, I'll save you. I'm the doctor.
2: Look, are you a doctor or what? You can't just say you're a doctor.
7: I'm just the doctor. I like to be definitive like that.
2: Oh, well, I don't like it. You You gotta be a doctor of something, Lord.
7: Like it or not, he's telling the truth. Hi, by the way, I'm Amanda. Yes, now, to get you like out of here, we have to make them believe which they're grasping. These things are a bit like, um, Mots! The right frequency, they'll dash over and try to feed off the stronger source. So, what are we supposed to do? Sorry, the doctor's working on it. All you need to do is to stop skyping immediately to each other when you're back in your own bodies. Okie dokie, fellas. Now, remember, don't say a word. Any organic sound or they might not lose their hold. I am going to broadcast my sound, and it will hopefully be able to catch and contain these things. Amanda, ready? Yes! Three, two, hey, 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 one!
1: Hey, and welcome to Connectivity. Uh, you might have heard a little preamble. I don't know. Uh, whoever edits this, before the clap, there's a pretty good virtual console. <laughs> man. And if stinger. you're just hearing good this stinger part. Material. Then whoever edited this is a dick. <laughs> Mike, or, Mike or Scott, I'm calling you out. Do the extra mile. Edi- edit Stinger. the mess before this. Stinger. Yeah, pre-stinger. That's what pre-stinger. we did. Pre-stinger. Um, but we're here, uh, it's me, Neil Ronahan, along with uh, my Game of the Week cohort, Zach Miller. Oh, yeah, that thing. So, yeah, and then uh, Andy Gergen.
6: Cinder buddy. Yeah. So, Syndicated uh, buddy.
1: Yeah, <laughs> sin- <laughs> We got the Connectables. Um, it's when, important yeah. to have a name for everything. That was a thing, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was. And then, uh, yeah, because... I don't know. Remember when Connect was a thing? on, the, on Oh, the 360? man. That was oh, a man. year. You can um, still buy anyway. that
2: thing separately for $150.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll be completely honest. If slash when I get an Xbox One later this year, I kind of want to get one with the Connect. If only because that Fantasia game looks fucking fabulous. I can't oh, wait. It just looks like that that Fantasia I like Harmonics. They make fun games and that Fantasia game just looks really fun.
6: If, if and when I get an Xbox 360, I'll have to really thank the person who gave it to me for free.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I haven't turned my 360 on in probably 6 months. Yeah. And the last time the last time was just a system update. I was like it's probably a system <laughs> update by now.
6: My wife is using it to watch Party of Five on Amazon. Oh God! On Amazon Prime. So, thanks Microsoft.
1: <laughs> anyway, we're here to talk about a specific Nintendo game. Um, as you know, we do these Game of the Week things. We kind of took a little hiatus. Uh, you heard last week or the week before. I don't know what episode this is going on. Uh, but uh, Danny Bivens and Jonathan Metz talked about Metroid Zero Mission. It was kind of they they took us over for a week. Uh, So, Zach and I are back, and we're going to talk about Euphoria the Saga, which came out on the Famicom back in the early 90s. It's a Sunsoft joint, Um, but it never came to North America. It came to Europe. It was originally released in Japan. The first time it came over here was on Wii Virtual Console in around 2010, and it came out on 3DS Virtual Console, I think, earlier this year, and it came out on Wii U Virtual Console just this past summer. I remember um, you guys
2: both talking about it
1: back on the newscast
2: days, or something. Or like, I, I yeah, I before this. It looked very oh, no.
1: interesting. No. I never, I had heard a lot of interesting things. I never got around to it. I think when it came out, that was uh, the beginning of the end for my time using the Wii a lot. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I want to say it was the late 2010 was when it came out. Because that was when I started to fade. Because there, there was a good run. Like as far as me as a gamer, uh, people complained about the Wii. I played the shit out of that system even before I started reviewing, like, everything on it. Um, There was a reason why I started writing for this site, and that's because I was super into
6: the Wii back in, like, you know, 2007, 2008. Weren't we all? Yeah. I I think I kind of wanted to get this game, but... I was a little bit hesitant to buy an NES game that I didn't have fond and nostalgic warm fuzzies yeah. for. Because
2: <laughs> yeah, I love a way. lot of
6: NES games that people hate, but I am fully aware that I don't have the patience to really play through one that I don't basically already have memorized. Yeah. See, I
1: feel like I feel like I could say why I probably didn't get this game was because uh, Johnny Metz recommended it, and that motherfucker told me to play Mylon's Castle.
4: <laughs> Dude, <laughs> Fuck
1: that game. <laughs> And it seemed like Euphoria was up that alley. However, he did. I think he was part of the reason why I played that, uh, the bio, Biomerical Bukaki game or whatever.
6: I think <laughs> I have that somewhere. The, my weird, the weird NES game concept. with the baby. Um, oh, yeah. It's
1: I, know, I know the last word is not Bukaki, but that's what I It call should it. be. We pretend it is. It's, I think it's like Biomerical Bukuda or something. I don't know. It probably Some means like Biomerical Baby, um, which makes me saying Bukaki way worse. <laughs> um but anyway euphoria of the saga was a sunsoft game that was called uh heberiki or something uh i'm not looking this up this is just for memory and i'm probably not saying the name right that's what it was originally called and it had like a, a pretty pretty uh overturned localization um yeah and i, I mean they the changed original... a lot of it yeah, uh, the original Japanese version, I believe the main character is just supposed to be a drunk. And not like the weird Iceman-looking thing that he is. Bob Louie. Bob Louie! Yep, Bob Louie's the main character. You have Freon Leon, Shades, and I'm totally blanking on the fucking... Gil, yeah, the Gil, the little thing that can he can walk underwater. It's pretty it's cool. It's like a frog, right? Frog with an um, eye stalk. But this game does have like a Metroidvania, or I guess it was just a Metroid-style design. Um, where you start off, you're just plopped right in the middle of nowhere, controlling one character, and you have to start to wander around and save your other friends, find power-ups, and eventually gather multiple of one item, so that way you can unlock the area to go fight the final boss. Which I've done. I really enjoyed this game just because of how weird it was. There's a lot of things about it that I just kind of dated design, and actually you can see a lot of what I'm saying right now in a more focused way because I wrote a review of it uh, that's up on the site. But it, it does a lot of cool things, but it's also like, a, you know, an NES game that seems modeled after Metroid that was made in, like, 1990. So yeah. it still has a lot of the same issues as that, that the map is a piece of shit. And it's also that, like, they at first you don't have a map, then you get the map, but you just see the map, you have no idea where you are, and then later in the game... <laughs> You find the you, ability to you find where the hell you are. Yeah. Which, I can see the logic behind that, but playing it now, like, I was just, I was ready to throw the gamepad out the window, because I'm like, I'm looking at this map, I'm like, where am I? I don't <laughs> know where I am. And then I got the other
6: unlock, and I'm like, really, game? Well, even when you get the compass, though, it's still kind of hard to use the map to figure out how to get around. Like, it gives you a vague idea of what part of the world you're in, but using it to find your way around is pretty useless. And the gridding is very arbitrary. It really is. That's kind of what I'm getting at, I guess. And
1: it's, I mean, it does give you, like, this is where you need to go, even if it's a pain to get there. It almost, in a way, reminds me of the map in Batman Arkham Origins Black 8, in that, like, you kind of see what they were going for, but it just didn't work. It's but, it's uh, ultimately just not helpful at all. Yeah, but Euphoria has the benefit of the doubt because it came out, I don't know, 22 plus years before Batman Armature's <laughs> Black age.
6: <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure the developers over at uh oh what's it called? The studio that made that Bla- Armature? Uh, Armaturea. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure they I'm sure they would cite Euphoria as a direct influence. I'm sure. When pressed.
2: <laughs> and then of course, when you die, you you it's nice that you keep all your stuff, but you
6: only go back to like ten health. You, you know, it's funny. I, I complained on Twitter that uh, I, I, com- I complained on Twitter that I really hated the fact that when you die, you go back to the same central starting location. And I del- I put up with that for like a good hour and a half before I quit for the night, and then bitched about it on Twitter. Just and then both you guys safe were like, "Just use safe states," and yep. you know, it had never <laughs> it had never occurred yeah. to me well, that well, I could I- do that. <laughs>
1: I'll get to that stubborn part, because now that I know, especially with Wii U and 3DS virtual console games, where I know that I can use save states, but I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to use a save state there and then see how far I can go. Yeah, true. And then I'll die and be like, why didn't I have a save state sooner? I just forget forget about them. Yeah, I think a lot of people kind of do that where they don't, I mean, they want to retain a little purity. Like, I just more like doing it for, like, punitive stuff, where it would be like, you know, a, a game with shitty checkpoints. I'll do it for a like, boss Ninja fight. Like Ninja Gaiden in that last part.
6: <laughs> I did it for a boss fight in, in Euphoria just recently, and I I had to restart it a couple of times, and I'm not particularly bothered by it. It's 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 a game that, you know, makes you trek over half of the map to get back to where you were, and also the amount of health that you lose when you die and restart is pretty substantial. Yeah, so. I
1: mean, I usually spend a lot of time just Getting, and health, health, my, yeah. getting my health back up. But then that's also something that I would do in Metroid. So yeah. it seems to make sense. Uh,
2: the other thing uh, I don't especially love about this game is that um, it's like the items you get, you get, everyone has at least one power-up. And, you know, none of them make any sense. Like, Shade's power-up is a hammer. So you assume, hey, I can break all these blocks now. No, it doesn't do shit. It just makes his eyeballs pop out. And attack enemies that are right
1: next to you. To be fair, it looks pretty cool. Yeah,
2: it looks cool. But, like, what What are you supposed to get to get the, the block-breaking ability? I mean, this drives me crazy. I've been everywhere the map will let me go. It's I'm super,
6: assuming it's got to be Gil's special power.
2: It must be by now. I mean, it's just a super obtuse game.
6: Yeah, so I think just to be just to be clear, Neil, you finished the game, but yeah. Zach and I both have not. I think, Zach, we're about in the same spot. I have the special abilities for everyone except Gil. Yeah. Um, and I've kind of been over the map. There, there was this one spot that I'm pretty sure I have to go to soon that had like a faucet. But the last time I tried to go there, it wouldn't let me in. So
2: I was able to get that faucet going,
6: but okay, it doesn't so... really do shit. You might have gotten farther than me, I'm not sure.
2: I think but, uh, that's the last thing I did, though.
6: The map really isn't that big, honestly. No, it's not. It's not a very huge game, but there's just not... You know, Early on in the game, when you first start, there's a lot of guidance as to where to go. Like they have on-screen arrows that say, go this way, and you're like, okay, cool. And then at a certain point, that stops, and they just, you know, they leave it up to you to figure it out. Yeah. And, and it's
1: not a very long game. Like, I, I, I assume you guys are probably two or so hours in. It took me about
6: three or four to beat it. Well, When I first started playing it, uh, I was doing a little bit of just Googling about the game, and I found uh, uh, Bloodworth over at GameTrailers. Yeah, like, it was
1: funny. Right around when yep, I started really? to play it, I he saw He fired Bloodworth. it up he after work it.
6: one day and streamed straight through it. Yep. Oh, wow he never played it before. He just fired it up uh, for the first time and liked it so much that he, like, streamed it and stayed up and stayed at his office until, like, 10 o'clock at night <laughs> and played all the way through it. Yeah. Like, it's like a three- or four-hour game, really, honestly. Yeah, I, I think, think I, felt, he I think I think was saying that he had, four, like, 15, high, 15 20 but... people that watched him the entire time, too. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Good for him.
6: I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to power through it, but I'm, I might need to pull out a, a map somewhere. Definitely. I, I hope yeah, there's I mean, a map really local it,
1: it, I mean, it's just... It's obtuse in spots. That's... I mean, it's... It's just that design from that era that...
6: I'm okay with that, You can't like... super
1: knock against the game for it, but at the same time, like, yeah, it's it's not as good because of it. But it just... Man, like, the animation and stuff in that game and the music, like, it's super just cute. Such a, It's such a weird game, and I love it. Like, I mean, I posted that little the little animation on Instagram that I think both of you guys saw. Yeah. Of just yeah. The Freon Leon, who just, like, his animation, I would just... I really would just kind of be like, ha oh, I'm going to put him, he's going to go on his back, and then he's going to move <laughs> around all weird. Yeah. And it was just like so like haunting and alluring, and like I just love the animation just, in that game. I just
6: now realized why he's named that.
2: Freon because Leon? he likes the
6: cold. Because his yeah. special attack is an ice attack, yep. and he walks in the cold. It never yep. dawned on me. He's a Freon he's Leon, a red man. dragon. How, how many other red dragons prefer the cold? Oh. Freon Leon. I like that. Nice. Had not thought just like,
1: of that. You know, the characters are so weird. <laughs>
6: it's such a delightfully and like bizarre the, the experience. like that, bosses
1: are just like these weird big-headed things with big dumb smiles. Like, huh. but then they just look sad sometimes.
2: The
6: bosses remind me of a character from the Bonk games. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you mean Bonk himself, maybe?
6: Well, or all of his. The bosses are kind of similar to Bonk. They're all just giant sprites that look like, Oh, you know, they're just weird. I like Played it when
2: I like it when you come to one of your friends when you rescue a friend you say you know uh Shade I need your help my name is Freon Leon your your name is Shade we need you to help us <laughs> yep. and he's like screw you I'm going to kill you and you're like no don't make me hurt you <laughs> Maybe that's
6: why I'm thinking of Bonk too cuz it's the same it's the same way in Bonk all of the bosses are your friends and then at the end after you oh. defeat them after you jump on their head 10 or 15 times you're like, you have this same conversation of, oh, sorry about attacking you just now. Uh-huh. I guess we're best friends. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I'm a, I've played Metroid probably 10 or 20 times in my life all the way through. I've played The Legend of Zelda. Like, I've played all of these obtuse, mapless NES games in my life. But the difference is when I learned how to play those games, I had the little black book, the the official strategy guide when I was a kid. And those things had full color maps of every level in the game. Um, so, you know, I I have a lot of experience finding my way through these NES games, but I never really did it completely on my own. I always had a guide of some kind. I just never really considered it cheating then, and I do now. <laughs>
2: huh. I don't consider it cheating. We're too old for this shit. Absolutely. I
6: kind of agree.
2: <laughs>
6: Life's too short to wander around Euphoria land all day. Yeah. Yeah. I want. I want to see what the end of the game looks like because I, yeah, I mean, it, the final
1: boss is weird. That's weird. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. I mean, it's expected that it's weird because the game's weird. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, no. I mean, I definitely think if you if you're if you're looking for a quirky old game that you probably never played, I highly recommend you, the listener, go check out Euphoria.
2: It's only five bucks. I mean, it's, yeah,
1: it's quite the saga. Yeah.
4: Definitely.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I do um, like that title, Euphoria: The Saga. And for all you guys, maybe hoping for another contest, uh, thanks for everyone who who, like you know, submitted into those the past couple weeks. Uh, we will be getting back into that. I'm actually starting to reach out to eShop developers to get them to give us uh, download codes specifically for this, as opposed to just like we'd get multiples of some games, and I would just save them for a rainy day. Yeah. Uh, but we will be giving some stuff away uh, for a listener mail segment that you probably already heard. Um, so go in the past and tell yourself to email to <laughs> com before uh, before this episode even gets posted, so you'll have no idea. Um, but we will do more in the future. Uh, we're going to be talking about some probably more recent games in the next couple weeks. Uh, like, uh, Zach and I are both reviewing uh, Theater Rhythm Final Fantasy Curtain Call for different outlets. Yeah. So we'll be talking about that. And uh we've got some fun stuff planned on the way, and we're gonna try to keep on doing this dumb stuff every week. I enjoy it. Yeah. And uh I guess any anything else? Uh I'm fine with these things being rambly at the end. I mean we already had the rambly intro. Um <laughs> I don't know,
2: man. I, I just um I like quirky games like this when the when the price is not you know, when it's when it's not too bad of a price, I like
1: this kind of thing. You know, a game everyone should play, and it's not a Nintendo uh, game, but it doesn't uh, matter. No. Quack Shot. What the hell's that? Quack Shot for the Sega Genesis, made around the same time as Ducktales. In my opinion, way fucking better than Ducktales. Hold up.
6: <laughs> now, will this game be coming to uh, Virtual Console soon?
1: Probably not because Sega has said that <laughs> I was kidding because yeah. there's
6: no way in hell it'll ever the a console ever. Yeah, I mean, we well, can I, only... I remember this game having gorgeous visuals, and I think I've played it music, a little bit The music but... is
1: super rad too. What?
6: Yeah. Um, what is it? It okay, sounds so like a hockey
1: game Quackshot is, is a Donald Duck adventure game where. Um, Looking it up now. Yeah, it's. It looks well, like I mean, Ducktales. Yeah, it's, it's similar in that, in that, like, you know, you do go to different locations, and you it, it is the kind of stuff where, like, you know, you need to leave one and go back and get a power-up so that way you can get through another one.
6: Yeah, um, It was one of the early Genesis games that, like, really drove home how much more powerful the system was than the NES. Yeah. It yeah, actually I mean,
2: looks more like a Castlevania game.
6: Yeah, actually,
1: there's even a Transylvania level, too. But it does, I mean, it just has, like, these really cool locales, and, like, each area has almost like an intro area that you can go through in the beginning, but then you'll need a certain power-up to, like, get to the dungeon. Um, and a lot of the boss fights are cool, and the music is fantastic, and, like, that, I think it's got gorgeous sprite work. But I think that is a very unheralded um, Disney, like, 1632-bit era game that reminds me a little bit of Euphoria just because they're both really weird and quirky with good
6: animation. I will tell you that between Shovel Knight and Euphoria, I have been on a major 8-bit NES kick lately. Um, you should I, try
1: uh, to find Gimmick. Gimmick? Yeah. Gimmick. Uh, that's. I think that's another. I think it's Sunsoft. It's a very okay. very hard to find NES game. That uh, maybe someday it'll come to Virtual Console. But it is well, it is. Heralded as like oh one my of the gosh, best platformers. I played this. It is heralded as one of the best platformers on the NES.
2: It really? It's not. It's not. <laughs> it's a little I'll... bit like a Kirby game, but much harder.
6: Interesting. I will have to seek that out. In, in addition to Euphoria and Shovel Knight, I came across an NES. I haven't actually owned an NES in, in, in a few years. Oh, me neither. I, I
2: want an NES. I,
6: I've had like three in my life, but anyone who's heard me on podcasts before probably remembers that. I'm a habitual seller of my video game stuff. I'm not a collector at this point in my life. Uh, I was, but um, I think the last time I had an NES, I sold it to buy a PSP, which I regretted dramatically later on.
2: Regretted almost immediately. The
6: only, the only reason I haven't picked up an NES sooner is that I don't really want to collect NES games. Uh, having the hardware yeah. for the console is cool, but I don't really want to have a, a collection of cartridges anymore. But there was someone selling an NES for 20 bucks on a, a local Facebook buy-sell trade group, and I thought, man, 20 bucks, like, if it's in working condition, I can get, I can at least, if nothing else, resell it on eBay for probably double that. Yeah. Uh, turns out that I really can't because the, it was missing the, uh, the top down door. Oh, that's little, like, unfortunate. Yeah, the, the dust covered door thing. Uh, I can buy another one, but I'm, I'm fully expecting if I buy one off eBay, it'll be a cheapo that doesn't have the right color or something. But, entertaining or uh, much to my own amusement i was able to fix it I, I don't know if it had ever had a replacement uh connector but i was able to take it apart and uh, brush out the connector with um rubbing alcohol and i used some brass cleaner on the contacts on the actual motherboard
2: maybe and, a, a a wire brush
6: uh the toothbrush okay <laughs> um, but i actually got the thing to work i and i picked That's up a awesome. copy of wizards and warriors 2 to test it with so oh. now now i have that <laughs> nice nice that's another game that I don't think ever made it to Virtual Console, did it? I've never heard of it. Iron, I don't, think, I don't think the
1: first one did. Yeah. It, I
6: don't did know. you guys?
2: Did you guys see that adorable video of a bunch of teenagers
6: seeing an NES for the first time? I put it on Facebook.
2: Oh, nice! Yeah. that because exactly <laughs> it has
6: you Arya it, Stark yeah. from Game of Thrones as a Yeah, good it does. Star. Yeah. Yeah. That was she looks.
2: She looks so much different as a normal person.
6: They, <laughs> they, they did some like factoid during the uh, video where they said that, you know, even though everyone blew in their NES cartridges, research has come out saying that it didn't really do anything. It was placebo effect. Oh, yeah. And no, it
1: actually damages. That's yeah. not
6: true. It it does help in the immediate term. It just ruins your cartridges for the yeah. long term. Right. I'm pretty sure the, the liquid just creates a better connection oh, interesting. more than anything else. If that, that's my understanding. But yeah, over time, it obviously, you know, ruins things. But they didn't mention that, which I think is stupid because that's a far more interesting term than – or fact than it didn't help at all.
2: Right. That's true. Yeah, man, I want an NES again. I've I've, I've not seen one in the wild in Alaska for a long time.
6: I kind of want to just buy a Retron 5, but I don't want to collect cartridges. I want to just have all the cartridges. Yeah.
2: I, I thought they said on I, on uh, uh, Player One Podcast that the Retron 5 is just not that great. I've heard mixed things.
6: It's, but the I think, film yeah, I quality think it's, doesn't doesn't hold up. CJ was talking about it on the most recent podcast, and uh, you know I, th- I think they said that it's the the video quality is really pretty excellent, but there are some weird issues with it. I like the idea of being able to play those games without worrying about the battery backup. Yeah, it's also I mean that's
1: that's where I have a feeling I'll probably get it because I have a lot of Super Nintendo games where the batteries are shot.
6: Yeah. yeah, me too.
2: Actually so did. you'll be
6: able to play those games off the cartridge without worrying about those battery backups. So that's that's pretty nice.
2: Oh yeah, I it's just want... really
6: appealing to to have a one system to play all those games and have them have them in 1080p. That that would be nice.
2: I Kind of want this Mister Gimmick game now, Neil. Yeah, I keep <laughs> looking
6: at screenshots of it. It's I mean it's it's super hard to find.
2: Oh, I'm sure. Actually,
1: when I was at I was at that that retro game convention. Or it wasn't a retro game convention, it was just a game convention, uh, where we had the two panels back in like June. Uh, yeah. they had a repro of Mr. Gimmick, and they actually had the Famicom version. Wow. Uh, but it's, it's stupid expensive. That was, uh, there was the same vendor that I saw a complete 64DD with a whole bunch of games for a thousand dollars, and it was just me, uh. Jared, uh. Uh, Addison, and I think Patrick, or no, no, Jared wasn't there. It was, it was me, Addison, Patrick, and I think uh, a couple other people were just staring at it being like, alright guys, $200 each, we can do this. Damn. We'll get a 64 TT, we can split it throughout the year.
2: <laughs> I've actually like, had uh, pretty good luck on that. Bysol like Barton Milhouse with that copy of Radioactive Man number one. <laughs>
6: I've actually had pretty good luck on that buy-sell-trade group. I got a GameCube for, I think, 10 or $15 oh, wow. about a couple of months ago, and uh, I started going down that rabbit hole again uh, until I realized that the games look better on my Wii because my Wii has component cables and my GameCube does not. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> It's not like I couldn't play GameCube games before, there was just something awesome about having the original GameCube hardware again. Uh, and if nothing else, it came with two perfectly functional GameCube controllers, so...
2: Well, I've i bought a GameCube uh, control uh, uh, GameCube itself for twenty bucks on Craigslist a while back, and I bought it primarily so that I could play the Mega Man collection again because um, oh yeah, it's the not compatible. A- NES game, right? and SNES games just don't display on yeah. the Wii. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
4: yeah.
2: So uh, soon after that, I bought all the Mega Man games on Virtual Console, and I bought all the Mega Man <laughs> X games on Virtual Console. So there you go.
6: I was working my way through all of the uh, Mega Man games on 3DS, but I think I stalled out around number five, and part of that was just because I just don't like playing NES games with that D-pad. I just oh, don't yeah. like that D-pad. I, well, so that's also, one of the you, I you, you have the
2: terrible DS.
6: I had the stupid, gross... I just wrote an editorial <laughs> about how much I hate that stupid hardware. I saw that. I, I yeah. hated that
2: hardware, too. Man, I am so excited about the new 3DS, but... I'm pissed off that we're not getting it this year because I've been waiting to replace my
1: damn Launch XL for months.
4: Oh, your Launch XL. My...
1: <laughs> yeah. Why are you so sad about that? Like the XL is the best 3DS on the market. I know right it now. is, but it's getting beat up. It's it's yeah, getting yeah, kind of. Yeah. I use the hell out of that thing.
2: I know. I, I'll, I'll trade you I'll an NES with a
6: broken door for your 3DS XL. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, you know what? Throw in, throw in another Sunsoft game I love, Batman uh, Return of the Joker, and maybe we'll call a deal. I've always I wanted to play that. Batman Return
6: of the Joker. Yeah, it and really is good. And... I used to rent that all the time.
1: It,
4: it right, doesn't think... feel
1: like it should have been a Batman game. We we, we should probably wrap this up. Well, we could. Okay. I mean, I'm know. just saying. All right, uh, thanks for listening, and uh, yeah.
7: we'll talk to you guys next week. Before you. Yay! that's it that's it shut it off (laughs) did we catch them seems so now to finish up
0: And move? Oh, safe. And sound. You. It's you two. I take it you caught whatever that was?
7: Yeah, we just finished releasing them into their own little bubble universe. They can do whatever they want now.
0: Bubble... Oh, okay.
7: Ah, scuddy Scott, Scott.
0: I don't know where I was going with that.
7: <laughs> Doctor, well, thanks for helping us. But, um, how did you know our names? Oh, well. That's why I'm here. You see, we couldn't actually hear you guys while the event was taking place. We were both reacting to our recording. A recording?
6: Right, like the one you just stopped?
7: Oh, yeah, right. Okay. I'm going to need a copy of that to send back to my past self. Past
0: self? What, you can travel in
7: time? Yeah,
0: basically. Alright, well, just give me a second, I'll make a copy. (laughs) Done? Done. Wait, what's done?
6: He kinda copied your computer hard drive into a screwdriver. Anyways, see ya. Hey, wait, wait, wait!
0: My whole computer?
6: Don't worry. We won't peek around the files too much.
0: Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. You're from the future, right?
6: Yes. 2040. Why?
0: So, are we still doing connectivity in 2040?
6: Well, yeah. I made sure you guys kept it going after I took over
0: NWR. Wait, wait, what? Peace, bitches! (laughs) All right. <laughs>